Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality, or more specifically, an episode of Headlines, Hangouts, Hangouts, Headlines, whatever order you want to put them in. It is, I believe it's going to be day 18 uh, or, or further of the trial at this point. Uh, and we're looking forward to another big day of Amber Heard cross-examination that will happen uh, later today. Uh, but because we're covering that trial all day, from between the hours, at least here on the East Coast of the United States, from 8.30, where we do the pre-show on Legal Bites. Please come join us over there in a couple of hours. And whenever it ends in that broadcast, I wanted to take a little bit of time out to have a talk with you all uh, in this space. So I looked at the schedule, looked at what everybody else was doing, and I said, it looks like six in the morning East Coast time is probably what works best for this. So uh, good morning, everybody in America. I'm hopeful that some Europeans uh, are having a little bit uh, more sunny of a time at this point in their day already. Uh, but thank you for joining me here. I, I know I put this up about 15 minutes ago. I actually forgot to tweet it out. So maybe we will do that right this second. Uh, but I'm very glad to have you here because we have a couple of things to talk about. And as I mentioned, we're not going to be stepping on any toes here. We're not going to have you be missing uh, any of the court case. Uh, we're just going to talk about a few articles that I've selected. If it runs long, we'll be cutting it off to go right into uh, Legal Bites coverage of that no more than two and a half hours from now. I don't think we'll actually be doing this broadcast that long, uh, but certainly I'm looking forward to talking with you all about a couple of the media things. We've got two articles you can see in the description to this video. The first is one that's talking about um, the way the media the high-minded media, the serious media, is not deigning to drop to the level of covering this trial and that it, that's unfortunate because it's letting populists and others uh, control the narrative of what you are seeing or hearing, despite the fact that, for the most part, people like us, uh, Legal Bites and, and myself, are essentially just letting you watch uh, the court case. And, and certainly you can agree or disagree with the commentary that you hear on those broadcasts, but the overall idea of that coverage is to allow you to make your own decisions on this kind of thing. Uh, and while I do think some fans of really both sides, if my DMs are any indication, uh, can be a little bit overly vociferous uh, about their fandom, which of course fan deriving from fanatic in the first instance, I still think that a lot of people are going to those platforms, whether it's us at Legal Bites or Nick Ricada or Emily Baker or Law and Crime or anywhere else, where you might be observing the trial for yourself and seeing what you see and determining for yourself how you feel about the evidence presented, exactly what's been shown in court uh, and more. So I really enjoy that process and I get agitated as I think you probably know uh, if you've been with me in Hangouts and Headlines before at the notion that, well, this should all be gate kept by the Guardians or the Washington Posts or the New Yorkers will see referenced uh, of the world. So if you give me just a moment, I'm going to tweet out that we are uh, doing this video right now. We can get started talking about articles. Well, we'll just uh, unceremoniously tweet that out with very little information to anybody interested. Uh, and we will start talking. So let's see here. 
So a couple of days ago, it looks like uh, there was a tweet by a Twitter user named Michael Hobbs at Rotten in Denmark. This is actually a Twitter user that has 150,000 sub odd uh, followers. And this individual tweeted out, there's definitely evidence that Heard was abusive, but there's more and stronger evidence that Depp was abusive. And yet the internet is in the middle of a month long frenzy calling her a sociopath and him an innocent victim. Now that's a tweet, that's an opinion. We absolutely respect that process. Mr. Hobbs is fully allowed to have that opinion on Twitter. He goes further, however, and this is actually how this was flagged for me. A lot of folks here that either follow this channel or Legal Bites or somewhere else are flagging articles for me all the time now. And that's very, very helpful for this space and actually having uh, this conversation. So I appreciate it. it. says, this article, which is linked, and that's what we're going to be discussing today, makes a good point. The fact that, quote, unquote, legitimate media isn't providing any counter narrative means the public is getting information about the trial almost exclusively from right wing media and social media memes. Now, we're going to look at this article. This isn't focused. This isn't calling out any of the law tubers or anything like that. But it is overall derisive towards the coverage of this trial by anyone that isn't high minded and serious. And as you can see here, quote unquote, legitimate. And what I think this is, is essentially a presage for more and more of this kind of opinion piece to come out over the next two or three weeks, talking about how the populists, the streamers, the YouTubers, whoever you want to actually throw under this bus, are demeaning the whole concept of media and also driving a political narrative, which I can assure you I personally am not. Uh, although I also want to keep an open mind and, and say that I think that undoubtedly some folks are. You can hardly go with any topic, at least here in the United States, and not have somebody covering that topic from an explicitly political standpoint. I don't think it's terribly useful to discourse. I don't think it's terribly useful to discussing what are, at the end of the day, factual allegations or lack thereof in the Depp v. Heard case or anything else that you might be reading and considering here in America or otherwise, but it is undoubtedly the case that some folks will use that lens to review what they see. And in respect of cultural media coverage of something like this case, you do in fact see that from an article that I'm actually not that familiar with, The Daily Maverick. This is what is linked in this Twitter. This was actually picked up by a number of folks. This was commented on by a number of folks in the media and so that's why we're talking about it today. So the Daily Maverick says how we're all being gaslit or gaslighted by the Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard lawsuit. So we know from the headline, the basic notion here is that there's going to be something fundamentally wrong that this author has identified as occurring within the coverage of this particular lawsuit. What is that going to be? Well, we have a spoiler already from the tweet that I used to enter this article into evidence, if you will. Uh, and that is, of course, that populists and right-wing media have taken control and are using this particular case to advance their political agenda. So let's look at what the article says. The legal battle between divorced actors Johnny Depp and Amber Heard is a sordid melodrama. To some extent, that's true. As I said, and I think I've said in other streams, when this started, when I listened to the opening statements of this case, when, remember... I didn't bring anything to the table. I didn't know anything about audio tapes. I didn't know anything about the specifics here. I did know that he had lost the Sun case. Uh, so I knew a little bit more than hopefully the jurors do 
in this particular uh, case. But outside of that, I didn't really know why. I didn't know what the reasoning was. This was all new to me. I listened to those opening statements and I said, well, this is going to be ugly. This is going to be a case where two competing versions of events are going to fight it out. And I don't know how the jury is going to wind up sorting through this. Now, as it turns out, having listened to the case, having been a part of the coverage now for four plus weeks of trial, I found myself saying Johnny Depp has a stronger case than I would have assumed, stronger than most, I think, could actually put together in this set of circumstances. And Amber Heard has a weaker case than I would have assumed, which was highlighted yesterday when Camille Vasquez, cross-examiner, member of Johnny Depp's legal team, started taking photos that were the day after alleged events and showing them to the world. We're going to talk about that uh, as well. Uh, and the Los Angeles Times coverage of that more specifically, because it's neutral-ish and also not at the same time. I want to talk about some of the things they do with language there, because it's interesting, especially if you followed the cross-examination yesterday. But continuing this article, not only is it a sordid melodrama, but the way in which it's being framed and received by the public is deeply worrying. Now, that's interesting locution, interesting language usage in and of itself, right? That the framing of it by certain people is deeply worrying and that how it's being received by the public is deeply worrying. This is mirrored in some of the stuff that we have seen from some of the other major media outlets, whether that's the Washington Post, whether that's the Guardian, some other places that we've seen wired. I think we also covered video gaming side of things. Kotaku and Polygon are covering this. Uh, and you're seeing this now across the spectrum of, of journalistic outlets because bare minimum, regardless of how they feel about the coverage right now, they have noticed that people are deeply interested in it. And this kind of article, the articles that we see in The Guardian doesn't love that effectively doesn't love that people are deeply interested in an absolutely crazy celebrity trial. Uh, and yet people are people and they know that they are interested in it at this point. So in order to maintain their kind of high minded, high horse status, instead of strictly covering the quote unquote sordid melodrama, what they do is they cover the coverage and then say, let's talk about the political and cultural zeitgeist and upheaval that these folks that are streaming these kinds of things actually help foment. There's a question which lawyers for actress Amber Heard have repeatedly put to witnesses in the court case, which sees ex-husband Johnny Depp suing Heard for defamation on the basis of a 2018 Washington Post opinion piece in which she implied she was the victim of domestic abuse at Depp's hands during their relationship. I mean, this is she did. This is true. We don't think that they're actually going to fight that now, especially after the cross-examination of Amber Heard yielded. Hey, when did you become this representative of domestic abuse? It was when I filed my TRO against Johnny Depp, that all links together. Everybody understands that the subject matter at the heart of those particular statements in that Washington Post opinion piece are about Johnny Depp. So they're not really even fighting that. But this article says, hey, that question loosely paraphrases, have you ever heard of an actress whose career or reputation has improved after making accusations of violence against a famous man? Now, interestingly enough, this is an interesting question. I will fully admit, this is a question that was posed by Heard's team in this very trial in respect of, I believe it was cross-examination of Johnny Depp. It might also have been included in their opening statement. So this is borrowing directly from Heard's defense. Obviously, it doesn't mention that fact, but it is worth noting because that is suggestive of a specific side that this article is approaching the question from. Nobody has been able to respond with a name. That is deeply revealing. 
Yet, the dominant public narrative around the Depp Heard saga has become the following that Heard probably invented alleged abuse allegations against Depp to raise her profile and bolster her career. Now, that's interesting. It skips a few steps to me, having looked at this case. One of the reasons that this pops up is because, really, both sides have mentioned that the op-ed in the Washington Post occurs either a day or two days before Aquaman's premiere, uh, and that that was useful to the ACLU at minimum. We know this. We actually have testimony and emails on that. This was useful to the ACLU because in the shadow of a big budget release like that, this was going to get more attention than it might have otherwise received. So we know that that did in fact happen, but it also relates back to 2016. And I don't know that in 2016, anybody's actually accusing Amber Heard of filing for a TRO specifically in order to bolster her career. What the question is, is does she use that history? And if it is, of course, at all faked, and we don't know that for sure yet, but certainly cross-examination has poked some important holes in part of her testimony so far, then if that was the fact the case, then doubling up on it in 2018 in the shadow of that big budget movie release could be perceived as someone looking to bank on either past history, giving her the benefit of the doubt, or past stories in order to get Aquaman out there more, get Amber Heard's name in association with Aquaman out there more. And that's not impossible to believe. In fact, I think it's easy to frame the narrative question in that respect. So it's an interesting kind of phraseology here in the article. And again, we can see how something like this article tries to frame its own issues, right? They start at the top saying, we're not happy with the way this stuff is being framed. It's deeply worrying. So we're going to frame it the opposite direction which is fine. This is its own opinion piece, but we can certainly criticize that at the same time, or at bare minimum, note that that's what's happening so that we can better understand and evaluate an article like this for ourselves, right? All right. Never mind that this strategy has never succeeded in the history of Hollywood. You make those grand statements, and I want to prove you wrong. I, I don't have any research on this, uh, but I would strongly suspect that at least once in the history of Hollywood, something like this has worked out to uh, the actor or actress's benefit. Never mind that a British court has already found there was sufficient evidence to classify Depp as abusive. Again, we've talked about that in certain respects. Very different case, very different statements, very different standards of evidence, only done by a judge and a judge who is basing things on, among other things, the fact that Amber Heard had donated her all of her divorce settlement money, which proved to not be the case. Never mind that this is a historical moment in which we were told that the Me Too movement had ushered in a new climate of support for women confronting powerful men. And I think it did usher that support in. And I've said in the past that I think movements, social movements of all kinds, generally grow from a kernel of truth and sometimes go far afield from that and sometimes perform important functions. And I think Me Too did effectively both of that, as we can see because you still need judicial process to evaluate things. But it is certainly the case that I think they made good points that in the past, the judicial process, the legal process, law enforcement, whatever you want to frame it as, perhaps wasn't taking into account victim statements and that kind of thing seriously enough. And that's something to be corrected. But I think everybody that's looking at these kinds of movements rationally can say, yes, you have a good point. Let's try to address that point. And you can still go too far with that point to a framework that says, okay, if we wind up getting 
past that where you have to just believe anything that you hear, you've got a problem. And no, I'm not saying that that was necessarily what was advocated in all corners of that movement. It's the problem with kind of groups in general is that much like this article is trying to frame or will try to frame, I don't even think we've gotten to it yet, the people that are covering this trial in a certain light, then if you're involved in a social movement, that too can be framed by the actors on either side, not celebrity Hollywood actors, but the people that are acting within it by perhaps the most extreme or most problematic among you. I don't like that, uh, but that's what happens with these kinds of things. And they're going to use, this article is, Me Too as effectively justification for why the coverage here is quote-unquote slanted, that it's populist, that it's quote-unquote right-wing that we saw on the Twitter before we started this discussion. Despite all of this, the woman making court-endorsed allegations of abuse against one of the most famous actors alive is being utterly and grotesquely vilified in the public sphere, how the hell did we find ourselves back here? And I also will admit this. There have been instances that I have seen in my DMs online that I do believe that the vilification of someone like Amber Heard probably goes too far. Um, And that's maybe me being prudish. I think I've had that hurled at me in various in various corners. Uh, And that's totally fair. Each of us is going to have different standards for what decorum is. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that mine is right and yours is wrong. I'm going to tell you what I'm comfortable with. Uh, And I do think as an officer of the court, as a lawyer, as someone that really does want to see the process go through and bear fruit, I think that people are reacting to what is very problematic testimony, very uh, obviously, I think, at minimum, exaggerative of certain aspects of uh, the situations, however they were presented, uh, is maybe reacting on the internet a a little more strongly than I'm 100% fully comfortable with. So I also think it's important when you read these things, even though I disagree with the thesis of this article, to point out areas where I say, yeah, I think that happens. I think that certain people are crossing the line. I think that's always going to happen whenever you are talking about covering anything, being a part of any social movement, dealing with groups of people, there will always be folks on the outer edges that are doing things that perhaps you aren't comfortable with. And that is the case for me and Amber Heard and Internet and what I see. Uh, And so uh, we can grant that without also simultaneously granting the overall thesis, which is that effectively this is everything, that the understanding in an article like this one is that that is how it is being treated entirely And so we should throw all of the babies out with the bathwater because it's all grotesque and uh, utterly vilified and everything else. Uh, The reality, continues this article, is that there are two courts currently hearing the lawsuit between divorced celebrity couple Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. The first is the actual court of law sitting in Virginia, where Depp has brought a second defamation lawsuit against Heard after losing his first attempt in a UK court in November 2020. Now, it's worth noting that the UK trial was not a defamation lawsuit against Amber Heard. I think if you're going to go out there with information and you're going to go out there and say, everybody else is doing it wrong, listen to me instead, it's very important to get your details right. And Johnny Depp did not sue Amber Heard in the UK. He sued the son for making statements against him. Amber Heard wasn't a party to that lawsuit. That's one of the reasons why we're getting so much more information in this lawsuit separately. In fact, the process by which Amber Heard actually submitted testimony in that UK case was apparently very, very different. And so there's a lot of reasons to suggest that the UK case 
isn't terribly informative to the case that we have in front of us in Virginia. So it's not a second defamation lawsuit against Heard, And that's really an important piece of the puzzle. I, I think it's easy to get that mistaken. I, I don't necessarily want to throw the author under the bus here, but I do think it is important to do your homework when you're going to come out with such strong statements as these. The second, the first being the actual court, the second is the court of public opinion, headquartered increasingly on social media. And whatever judgment is eventually delivered by the Virginia court, it is the ruling of the court of public opinion, which is likely to have more lasting impact on the lives of the two actors involved. I'll actually agree with that. By the time we get done with this court case, either side is going to say that the system is broken and, and didn't work for them. And the side that wins is going to say I'm vilified and whatever my position was. That's, that's just going to happen uh, at the end of all this. And I think what's more important from Johnny Depp's perspective is that the world definitely knows that what Amber Heard was presenting herself as in places like the Washington Post op-ed is, if not outright false, if not legally defamatory, at least very, very ambiguous. Uh, and I think Johnny Depp has basically won that particular argument. This is where things get scary, the Daily Maverick tells us, because the version of the case being filtered through social media bears very little resemblance to the real events unfolding within the Virginia courthouse. And this raises a whole host of questions if we're reading this article, right? Because at least some of what social media is saying is based around people actually watching the court case, right? Yes, you can get uh, unfair edits. You can get things that are sing-songy and add music and it's unfair on TikTok or Twitch or wherever. And you can look at things like cry counters and say, oh, that crosses a line, et cetera, et cetera. I don't necessarily disagree. I'm also not looking at these things right now, so I'm not keen to jump in on overgeneralization of that process. But when you say it bears very little resemblance to real events unfolding within the courthouse, I have the question pop up in my head that says, well, how much of this have you actually watched? If you're not covering this, if these high-minded journalists aren't covering this, what have you seen from all of this? Because you're telling me now that everybody else has it wrong. You're the arbiter of truth. So talk to me about what's happening in that courthouse and let's see how I evaluate it because I have in fact seen 95% of what's occurred in that courtroom. It's not just social media, which is delivering a thoroughly warped interpretation of the Depp Heard trial. Tabloids are having a field day with the lawsuit, which is airing the dirty laundry of its celebrity participants in irresistibly sordid detail. Strikes me as pretty uh, resistible, as we'll see in the rest of the paragraph. But note this combination. And we've seen this move throughout the articles that we've talked about in this space. Oh, Okay, we don't like something. Here's social media. Here's TikTok. Here's Twitch. We'll use the worst of social media. We'll associate it with everybody else. Uh, and then we'll hint at things like streamers in this article, and we'll associate them with something that people automatically kind of uh, have a negative reaction towards. Here, in this case, tabloids. Oh, we're not technically saying that they're the same. We're just going to put them right next to each other in this article, right? It's not just social media that's having a problem tabloids are having a problem. And if you think of these things together, oh, you can see what social media is doing. The coverage given to the trial by more quote unquote serious publications has been far more muted. The New Yorker has yet to publish a single article on it. My God. At time of writing, outlets like The Guardian and The New York Times have carried intermittent reports on court proceedings, which are sober and factual, 
with minimal accompanying analysis. All right, objection, facts, not in evidence. We've literally covered The Guardian in this space, I think three times, it might only be twice. One of those articles assumed basically everything against Johnny Depp, not alleged, not, hey, did he do these various things? Did he write this thing on the wall? Did he actually cut his own finger off? It was just stated as fact in that article. So when you're going to talk about sober and factual, I actually think that some of the people here online are doing a better job of saying, hmm, that's alleged. Here's a muddy part where Amber and Johnny disagree on world events. Which do you think is more accurate? Which do you think is less? At least that's what I'm trying to bring uh, to the conversation. I think we're doing a good job of it. Uh, but using The Guardian, who basically sat out there and said, all of these YouTubers and various comedians on TikTok are not treating this as solemnly as it needs to be treated, seems to go entirely against the thesis statement of this article, which is that it's far too sordid. Everybody is only looking at this uh, from a tabloid perspective. And, and while that might seem to dovetail with what The Guardian has to say, I, I think it honestly is the opposite. It's saying, well, uh, the only way to cover this is to get yourself dirty. And that's why these various esteemed outlets are, are not deigning to do so. Or as this article continues, this is entirely on brand. It is understandable that the more high-minded press, that probably deserves some quotes there, considers the matter unworthy of sustained focus in a world where there are seemingly millions more pressing issues deserving of media attention. Really? But what this means is that the more populist outlets, which are running wall-to-wall -wall coverage of the lawsuit, are effectively being given free reign, together with social media users, to dictate the narrative frame of the Depp Heard saga. Our betters, the high-minded press, the Guardian, the New York Times, the New Yorker won't even touch it. So, I mean, we, we really shouldn't even be talking about this. If the New Yorker isn't willing to talk about something, I don't even know what we're doing here, folks. So I, I think they have a great point there. Slash S, sarcasm, obviously, obviously. Uh, and you get to this paragraph and you see kind of what the problem is, uh, but they're going to get it into more depthful detail in the next paragraph where they say, well, these populist outlets are running wall-to-wall -wall coverage. There, there is no gatekeeping function. There's nobody keeping them in check. Right? Here's why this is a problem, says this article. The publications and broadcasters devoting the most space to the coverage tend to be those with an existing right-wing and sexist bias. Mail Online, for instance, and Fox News. That's mail as in postage, by the way, not just mail bias, not just mail as in uh, the gender. You might think that uh, based on that sentence preceding it, but no. And here you get the ultimate thesis. And here you get what I really do believe is the likely next avenue for conversations uh, about the law tubes and the TikToks and the Twitches and whoever else is covering this of the world, which is this association with political groups uh, that coverage is going to deem to be too extreme or negative. I can promise you this. I'm not right wing. I can also promise you that a lot of the people I see covering this are not either. I really think it is uh, a damning indictment on discussions of this to frame this particular case, which again is based around facts and circumstances. Did he kick her on a flight from Boston? Did something happen in Australia? Did something happen in those penthouses? And say that it is somehow a political movement or political counter movement. Now, I do think, as I said during this conversation, that there are those that will treat it that way. There are always those that will treat it that way but to just throw out all these babies with all this bathwater, I think is a mistake. These are outlets, says the article, notorious 
for bringing a misogynistic lens to their coverage of women at the best of times. These are also outlets which have been vocally critical of the Me Too movement. And in the Depp Heard lawsuit, they have found the perfect vehicle to ram home an argument they have been pushing for the last few years, that the Me Too movement is out of control, that the lives of innocent men risk being forever ruined by vindictive women. Now, you see some of the language we've talked about in the past that kind of already set the connotations of how this goes, uh, and you get ram home, right? That is suggestive of something that wouldn't naturally fit somewhere, and so they are making these arguments even though it's not that kind of natural fit. But we've talked about this on Legal Bites. We've talked about this in other spaces to the extent that this is an instance of a, a woman being believed more than probably she should have been with some of the things that have come out, you can actually discuss what the nature of judicial standards are, why we have legal due process in context of, again, a social movement, which I think made some good points. Uh, but that's how we evaluate these things. That's how we better society. That's how we grow is not to just assume that everything anybody says, if they have the right hashtag or the right color of their state or letter after their name is 100% accurate. That goes for Republicans, that goes for Democrats, that goes for everybody else. That's how we evaluate these things. Uh, and so, yes, I am positive that there are political operatives that go too far on the Johnny Depp side and that there are political operatives that go not far enough. Hey, Bob, are you standing hey, outside the courthouse? How's it going, buddy? It's going all right. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. So uh, do, you have, do you have a wristband? I've, well, I've got a big pink letter number. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. So you guys going to make it in today? Uh, yeah, we are. So oh, I have my. my buddy James here. Um, hey, James. Hey there, everyone. Hey. James, if you might remember whoever's watching the chat, James is the guy who had uh, basically created that notepad that I basically said whoever's legal team wants to go and purchase the notepad because probably the most accurate jury notes that I've seen. <laughs> He's been following the trial like crazy. So that is awesome. I figured he was worth a shout out today because he was here. What time did you get here yesterday? Uh, seven thirty last night. Oh my god! Well, yes. James, absolutely got a shout out. We got fifteen hundred people watching right now. We're it going is. over media headlines as we do, but uh, thanks so much for helping helping the law tubers uh, get in there and and get everything set up. Anything I can do, I'm taking notes for y'all for sure. So thank you. <laughs> Detailed notes, detailed notes. Oh, he's got them. Yes. He's got them. Time frame and everything. <laughs> and the nice thing is now that James is getting in today, we'll be able to compare notes at some point. Yes. <laughs> and see what he's seeing. We'll each watch different jurors and see their reactions per, per live. James, do you have a social media presence that I can shout out here? Um, yeah, so I just made a uh, Twitter and Instagram. It's uh, Jimothy Online. Okay. So, guys, look out for Jimothy. I imagine that's spelled like Timothy, but with a J. Yeah, uh, like office. Okay, all right. Jimothy online. Uh, please do uh, please do check out James. He's helping. He's got notes, and he's, he's helping get uh, everybody in the courtroom over in Fairfax, uh, both yesterday and today. So that is very awesome. Hey, uh, we, got, we got our man on the street, finally. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a, we got yeah, everything like going here at 6.30 yeah. in the morning, East Coast time. This is crazy yeah. because our trial, this trial, we got people in the courthouse. This is like more tubes trial forever now. <laughs> we, we've done it. Oh. <laughs> we're doing so it right. Line standards. Oh, yeah. We're, 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 we're not just populists, no matter what these articles that I continue <laughs> finding say. 
Hey, Ian. Ian, Ian, what's up? I watched your video last night, Ian. A good stuff. Who is that? Coke? Yeah. So we've got our line standers hey. who have helped out all night. Aww. Look at this. Look at everybody waving. Everybody hey. there. Who, who else is with you guys? Yeah, it's this is wild. So we got out of trial yesterday, and Nurse Liz was like, uh, don't worry, we got you. And then I was on Emily Baker, and Emily was like, don't worry, we got you. Head hit the pillow, passed out, completely unconscious, and then woke up and panicked. And then uh, Ian said, "Oh no, we're good." <laughs> no, that actually all worked out. They got they got a space for you guys using the line method. Oh, that's yeah. nice. That's awesome. That that's is awesome. unbelievable, law yeah. two folks, for putting and that meanwhile, together. Meanwhile, I've got I've got Larry walking up. He went back to his truck to her cargo change, and he's walking up live streaming right now. So. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I like to imagine that the line just has a bunch of people with cameras or phones on sticks uh, yeah, that are no, it's, broadcasting it, around the world. It's really not, actually. It, it's really not. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, yeah. You guys, you guys, you ready for the for the fireworks today, Rob? With five solid hours of sleep. Yeah, I'm actually really pumped. That's actually a lot more sleep than I thought I was going to get watching Cross. So yeah. Really excited for that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Camille, Camille, for sure, killed it yesterday. How, how was how was inside the courtroom? How how did everybody? How how was how was the tension in the room when when we, when you were experiencing it? Uh, I don't know. I've been in tense courtrooms where it's like you can hear a pin drop. There was a tension when there was some conflict. So when the cross first started, uh, Amber started getting kind of aggressive, and that mm -hmm. kind of created a tension in the courtroom. You're going, where is she going with this? And everyone's kind of waiting for her response and she starts getting snippy and you're going mm. so we'll just have to see how people take it today i mean today's a brand new day that was yes, a nice yes. thing about crazy thing about yesterday why are you going to give her two hours because she can lay the shot across the bow and get a restart like she yeah, can get a yeah. fresh start today yeah get her thinking does that help yeah. amber or does that help well to both of you guys does that help amber or does that help the defense team because i think the rest helps her reset but there's just so much material she can still go anywhere, right? It's kind of like that's, and that's the, the thing. rest and hurts. I feel the rest hurts Amber. Go ahead, guys. Me too, because the other thing is Amber can basically she'll basically think, okay, I know how she's going to handle this, but Camille can go home and completely change her strategy on Amber. Yeah, yeah. And come in brand new, and Amber might be expecting like the aggressive, and Camille comes in soft. And now, where does she go with it? She looks like an a hole to someone who's asking her soft questions. Yeah, or switch the timeline around, or or anything in between. And and if if you are Amber Heard, and you know, let's just posit that there are lies in there, you're freaking out because you just saw what happened yesterday. Um, yeah. You're right. So I mean, if if you're sitting there as the only person on Earth that knows that there might be some let's benefit of the doubt exaggerations, I think you're you're very concerned about what you just went through for the last two hours. Yeah. It's like staring yeah. at the gates of hell, right? Knowing that you're a serial killer, like, oh my God. <laughs> this is That's what it looks good. like when a team of whatever, 10 competent people are going through line by line everything that you said on this stuff. Uh, if you don't have your ducks in a row, yeah, that's got to be terrifying. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not even ducks, they're swans. She, she, she fooled us all. Well, Listen, I want to see what comes of the lawyers being thrown under the bus. That caught me off oh, guard gonna... yesterday. Well, this yep. is, let me, let me, I got, I got to run, take my, drop my kids to school. I just want to drop in and say hello to you, gentlemen. Sure. Listen, Fantastic, Hogue. I'm still watching because I want. I, I'm looking at these headlines. I'm like, now all of a sudden we're all right. It's unbelievable. Yeah, Lord that's Lumber coming. Rob. That's coming. Uh, <laughs> Lord Lumber Rob, listen, you guys are doing a fantastic job. I've, I've been trying to catch you guys, but it, it's good. Good luck today, and 
you know, uh, it's, it's, it's today's gonna today's it's exciting. It's exciting. I, I can I just I can feel it. Like you can feel that electricity is happening. So hope, hopefully we'll we'll see the fireworks and hopefully this thing will be over later, guys. Fireworks Absolutely, Nate. Nate. See you later. So what are our headlines today, Hope? <laughs> you want me to proceed? Uh, so uh, one of the things that we were doing was uh, an article that's essentially, let me just make sure I remember where we are, um, called How We're All Being Gaslighted. I usually use gaslit, so I don't know what the proper form of that is, by the Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard lawsuit. And this was framed essentially by some tweets that uh, are really starting to lean in on the coverage of the case is right-wing, alt-right populism that is only getting the coverage and attention it is as a fight against Me Too. Oh, they're not looking at the people in the line. Yeah? What, what would like, you say about the people in the line, Rob? I would say that I've seen more purple, pink hair, wild tattoos, sure. uh, nose piercing, ear piercing. That doesn't mean anything political, but I mean... Well, I don't view person. it as a political question, I, and I think it's unfair to do that. I, I, I talk about this a lot in virtual reality in general, uh, but now that I've been watching this kind of progress through the media cycle for a week, uh, you do see this kind of movement towards let's let's put labels on this so that we can that we can classify it in some yeah. form or fashion in a negative yeah. way. And, and I can I can tell you what when we were, when I was interviewing my boy James area just now, yeah. there was a, a media camera that was. Uh, filming us doing the interview so who knows what that's going to result or what the spin on that one's going to be yeah no i think everybody has to oh my i have i have ian i got i got i got men on the street all over the place <laughs> looking over at him yeah well What's hey that? ian <laughs> oh oh well we're here in the line we're uh semi-rested what's that i said so am i semi-rested i just didn't i got a lot more sleep the night before than you you guys did yeah <laughs> so yeah no it's uh it's good to be here and not dead <laughs> that's awesome that, i'm so glad it worked that, out yeah and uh we're gonna have to just sort of see how it goes because uh it's been exciting the uh this cross is going to be really something to watch. Yeah, I'm excited. It's really interesting. So, do you think she's going to change up her tone at all to to throw Amber off base, or we're going to continue right where we left off? I think she's going to continue where she left off because okay. honestly, she's been making headway. Uh, but yeah. she might she might not start off the same way because last time she had two, a two hour window, and that's mm -hmm. a short window, right? That's a so she basically has to come in throwing punches right away and land something and then move on. All right. <laughs> I'm being tapped in here so that I can uh, step out. But, you know, she's got to land some punches in that two hours because what you don't want is you spend two hours of building and then, you know, it, it doesn't build to anything and you have to redo it the next day. And that would be the worst case scenario, right? That's, that's a messed up cross. Especially because then you get, you know, things of, well, you already asked that yesterday, but the jury doesn't remember it and you need to build your cross off it. So um, good luck. Uh, but so she needed to just come in and throw some quick jabs, you know, make some points that are going to land and going to be uh, going to be punchy, but are short that she can wrap up fairly quickly and she can come back to them later and build on them. So now for the stuff that she's going to want to do with uh that takes more time to set up she can do that this morning so i suspect but i can't say for certain because 
you know, every lawyer's got different trial strategies and we've all got, you know, if you asked a million lawyers today what they how they would conduct this, you'd probably get half a million answers. At least. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's that's kind of what I would think I'd want to do is just spend the morning doing the building um, a little bit. You want to keep the jury going in the morning, but sort of bury the the boring. Let's lay some found, you know, lay the, some groundwork and so forth in the middle and then build up again towards lunch. Um, I think that generally anytime you want, you have the jury leaving the room, you want them leaving with something to think about. So, yeah. um, well, that's what I, I really liked about her yesterday is I, sometimes cross-examination as you do set those foundational things, as you say, can feel like yeah. you're wasting my time uh, as a juror. Yeah. Uh, and, and that nothing yesterday felt like she was wasting my time. Uh, Ms. Vazquez. Yeah. Well, because, you know, they gave her a two hour session. What else is she going to do other than just come in and lay down a beating real fast? And uh, she did really well. I mean, there was nothing to lose for Camille in that, because if she screws it up, um, there's no. You know, she comes back the next day and starts in. There's not going to be a big loss if she just doesn't make any headway in that two hours. But if she scored, like if she lands some punches and she did, then the jury walks out of there. All of the because that last day was basically the day for Hurd's team to try to rehabilitate all of the uh, all of the bad audio, like all of the bad stuff. And they I actually thought they did a really good job trying to patch up the donation stuff. That's Hurd's team. Like before we get to cross-examination. I was actually thinking they might have actually killed that issue. Um, As it turns out, no. (laughs) As it turns out, no. Um, But I mean, this is also, it illustrates the danger of judging testimony before you see the cross, right? Because, you know, I was thinking, okay, the donations, she's got that covered. And then the cross comes in and just blows it to shit. That was, you know, that, that was a cannonball landing directly on the deck. Well, her hanging on to pledged was it just wound up looking so bad. It's such a yeah. bad argument that, and then she's forced to repeat it. I don't even know yeah. five times, ten times, whatever Camille did. Every time it looks bad. It looks like you are equivocating. It looks like you are hiding, and then you can attach that to everything else that she said. And past a few times, we could see the judge sort of going like, "You've made your point, <laughs> but I'm going to let you keep making it because this is a jury trial." And yeah. if it was a judge alone trial, you know, a, a bench trial, they probably would have been saying, I, I get it. it. Move on. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like you don't need it. to, you don't need to dunk on this for me, but for the jury, um, you've got more latitude and yeah, it's, it got to the point, like the first time she says it, it's like, I don't like how that's tasting in my mouth. Uh, the next time she says it, it's like, no, that is some complete BS. Yeah, and by the time, uh, by the time it was like the fourth time, people were gasping that she continues to repeat this and continues to try to stick to that line. And it also, I think, made her look really um, overprepared because it mm. made her look like she was delivering canned answers. And you, you know, a lawyer can't coach a witness, and I don't think Elaine did but you can over prepare a witness and 
you know, their answers start sounding like they're not their answers, that maybe it's the lawyer's answers. And that ends up, uh, if you sound too glib and too sort of uh, too overprepared, it, it doesn't have the same power to it. It sounds weaselly. It sounds deceptive. Yeah. And that's, that's where Amber Heard needs to not be. She needs to not be in deceptive town. And Camille managed to put her right there, right at the beginning, which means she's coming on day two. The jury, she ended on that. That was a beautiful, like, beautiful end to day one's cross. Because now the jury's been sitting there thinking, what a weasel. And they get to walk in and, and that's where they're going to start. Uh, I, I kind of feel bad for Amber in this way of just like, how do you <laughs> that that's got to have been a real rough night walk walking out of there and going home and thinking i gotta go th- do this tomorrow yeah. and you know for the chat um being a witness sucks yeah especially if you're a witness who's gonna face a, a really grueling cross like this you know we as lawyers don't necessarily think about this and have the regard for it because you know it is really brutal people people suffer in this process and you know she may not be a sympathetic figure but it's still really tough to go through that that's a real emotional sucker punch and having your own words thrown in your face like that and making you you know embarrassing you in front of an audience and that audience might be just you know the jury or you know just the judge but in this case it's a hundred people sitting in the room staring and, at you the whole and time millions online and millions online you know and everywhere she goes because she's so famous um and she i think she's actually more famous now because of this trial uh everywhere she goes like every party she goes to now people may have seen this i i can't blame her for running out of there and she bolted out of there she was just it's a bad uh, day once, for her i, w- I think we yeah. can be sympathetic to that I, you know, look, yeah. I think there's a version of the events here where, you know, she she if, if these are lies that, you know, she really does have mental issues that could be helped with therapy. I'm I'm team redemption arc on basically everything. Uh, Absolutely. But, uh, but it yeah, I think that's such a good point, Ian, that if we just put ourselves in those shoes, hopefully, you know, if, if they are fabrications, you know, nobody would be in those shoes exactly. But still, in that context, it's devastating well, to your psyche. And the thing like. Let's assume that these are, you know, let's assume that her story is mostly lies. And because that's what it seems to me from reading, you know, from watching things so far. At least exaggerations. Yeah. Yeah. If we make that assumption and we're looking at things, then, you know, the way these get to that, the way these false reports get to that state is through a building process. People make one lie in order to to look better, typically. And then because they've made that one lie, they have to tell another one and it builds and it builds and it turns into something that's a really big deal. Yeah. And then they, they have no way to, to dial it back. They have no way to stop because that's the situation she's in. Right. She can't she can't get off this train. She couldn't go in tomorrow and be like, hey, um, we're just going to settle. I'll pay you five million and we'll walk away. Right. Because that's how most cases are dealt with. Like if this was a case over some, you know, you manufactured some bad ball bearings and we made a bunch of engines with them and they 
you know, they blew up. Um, this would have been settled by uh, a payment by now. You know, it might have even been midway through the trial and it would just be, we see how the trial's going. Do we want to have, you know, four, you know, seven more days of this, 10 more days, you know, no, we know how it's going. Let's work out how much cash changes hands. It's rare that things go all the way to a verdict in civil trials. Sure. Um, and, you know, criminal trials, the stakes are different. Things go to, you know, to verdict much more often. But, uh, you know, this, because of the stakes and because so much of the, uh, so much of what is actually at risk is not something that the judge or jury is going to be able to give out. It's what the public is going to decide. There's no way to, to stop it. Uh, she just, she's trapped in this thing. And so is he. Like, he can't say, hey, we'll just settle it out. Because she's not going to settle for, you know, anything that makes her look bad. And he can't settle for anything that makes him look bad. So. Yeah, we're in mutually assured destruction territory. Um, yeah, they're, they're locked in. The missiles are already in the air. And at this point, right. nobody's going to be able to hit the abort button because the other side might not. And, right. uh, you know, it's it's a tragedy in its own way. And they're clearly horrible one of the for things, each other. Where this comes up, though, is you get uh, these kinds of situations, not, you know, not necessarily with more with famous people, but you get them with, uh, you know, instances of somebody who gets uh, they go out drinking past their curfew and they're going to get in trouble with their parents. Their parents are real strict and are real pissed off that they were out drinking and they shouldn't have been. So then they say, well, I got mugged and here's the really generic description of the guy who mugged me. That's why I was out late. And they're like, well, if you got mugged, like that takes like 15 minutes, right? And why would, and then, well, oh, because I was, they had to have really hurt me for me to have been out that long. So now the story builds. Yeah. I think of the, you know, this problem in that context, because those are the people who really don't have the resources to recover and may be completely, you know, annihilated by it. I would love to see if our, you know, criminal system, for instance, could be better at um, letting people get off that train and possibly changing the incentives such that getting off that train early uh, is better than riding it all the way to the destination, which might destroy people's lives. Yeah. Right. These and are just you, kind of idle thoughts, but uh, no, I think that's right. Because I, I think if you, if you do think Amber Heard is, is exaggerating or fabricating, she did get trapped in some important respects. Cause once that TRO goes, once you involve a, a, government agency uh, in what you're doing, that snowballs. And then the Sun article yeah. is written about the TRO. And then so she goes to back up the Sun and that snowballs. And then you have yeah. the Washington Post. So, I mean, it's it, you can see how this could have happened. Um, yeah. And it, it's sad for all involved. It really is. And uh, I mean, there's always sort of this question when you run into the intersection of mental illness and bad behavior. Because ultimately, um, you know, it's not necessarily an excuse, but it can certainly be a reason. And it can be a tragic thing where you've got people who, are, you know, have conditions that lead them to do something that they, you know, that harms other people. You want to see that redemption arc. You want to see them get better. And you want to also see the damage, you know, cured. And it's tough. How do we get there as, you know, as a society is often a, a very difficult question. 
But well, we've, um, we've talked in other streams, but yeah, I mean, contrition needs to be a part of that analysis. I mean, that that has to come from if, if there are fabrications here, there has to be that act of contrition. There has to be that motivation. There has to be, you know, the acknowledgement that we might say in, in other kind of capacities, right? You have to acknowledge you have a problem first. Um, yeah. And now, I, I hope that sincerely, if that's what we're looking at here, and it's looking increasingly like that we are, that's, I really legitimately hope that sincerely. Absolutely. Now, I'm about five minutes from them deciding to move this line. I'd yeah. probably rather be in the line and not streaming yeah, no, when that happens. I think at some point we should probably do a chat just on like restorative justice and what that sure. looks like. And cause I think that's a, a good, good topic. And uh, I think that this kind of touches on it. So I'd be not sure to. when that'll be, cause it's going to be crazy for the next little while, but uh, yeah, that would be, uh, I think a fun, uh, fun discussion. So I'll uh, sign off, have a good one. And uh, we'll we'll you may be able you. to see us. You know, we'll be <laughs> awesome. waving if we see you. <laughs> We won't be able to tell, but uh, we're thinking of you guys. You'll so. tell after the fact. They, they they hit Twitter when we wave. So, you know, you guys always look <laughs> great. Actually, you found more awake. I'm so happy that you got some sleep. Uh, and go kill it in there. Sounds good. Thank you, and uh, happy streaming. Absolutely. Well, that was fantastic. Uh, we got folks coming in from the courthouse outside. We had Nate the lawyer pop in two seconds before he takes his kids to school. Uh, this is what I like about law too, but it's also what I like about having these conversations uh, is, you know, you can tell that there are, you know, small disagreements and, and potentially larger disagreements amongst the panelists. I had a number of people comment to me about some things that happened on the stream yesterday. Uh, and I think that's a strength of the panel format that we don't always agree, but it certainly is the case that that we don't. Uh, and having those conversations and seeing where people are coming from, I think is part of what makes this awesome. Uh, before I get back to the article, I do have kind of a backlog of Super Chats because you guys are awesome. So I'm going to cover those first. Then we're going to get back into that Maverick article. And then if we still have time, uh, because court is coming up in about two hours from now and pre-shows at about an hour and a half, uh, we'll cover that uh, LA Times article that you also see linked in the description, uh, which goes over some of the cross-examination from yesterday and actually frames it in a very interesting way for mainstream legitimate media. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Uh, Deborah Lee with a super chat. Love you from Legal Bites. Thank you. Here's some support since you're sacrificing your sleep for us. I didn't get up early. I'm from Singapore and I'm always amazed at how biased and one-sided U.S. media can be and facts seem to be optional. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm highlighting some of the instances where I find it to be problematic. I, I actually don't think this is U.S. because they frame this as um, not happening in the U.S. I don't think this article is United States based. Uh, but I think all media, especially when it's about media, when it's about media coverage, they have a vested interest, as we can expect. There's nothing wrong with that, but it does wind up coming down pretty harshly on those that they feel are stepping on their toes, that are encroaching in their neighborhood. You're not media, Hogue. You're not trained in journalism. You're just a lawyer that's looking at a legal case, but still, you shouldn't be doing these kinds of things, and here are the problems with your doing them. Um, and so I can understand that. But when we look at articles here and continue looking at articles in this space, I'm always trying to figure out what, what is your angle? What's your interest? What's your tilt? Not because that means that your opinion isn't worthy, isn't worthwhile in some fashion, but it's very useful to people that are looking at what you're writing and what you're doing and saying, okay, I understand where you're coming from. Maybe I should discount this aspect of it, or maybe I should highlight this aspect of it. That's what I like to do here. Thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, Miss Wing 608. Hello. Good morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. It's five o'clock somewhere. 
It's 6.58 in the morning somewhere else. <laughs> Thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, streaming Attic update. Not looking good for the trio at court. I've got a further update. They're in, baby. Uh, so that's very cool. I didn't think that they would make it in today either. From when I was talking to them last night, I'm like, well, they're not going to push too hard for this line. And essentially LawTube and Emily and Alita and Nurse Liz came through, put together a, a line coordination package so that they could get in and watch this court case uh, and, and talk to us all about it and get us this awesome information. And if you heard Rob last night taking huge amounts of notes, just absolutely crazy stuff. Uh, and I'm, I'm so happy for the community for, for helping make that possible. Just absolutely, absolutely amazing. Uh, Megan Huey, hey, Rick, love your input over on Legal Bites. Thank you. You will see more of it today. Jenny, good morning, Hogue. Good morning, chat. Heart emoji. Good morning, everybody. Michael Solis, got to show some love for the super early stream. I don't know how often I'm going to hit that 6 a.m. button, but we're having fun. Much respect, Mr. Hogue. Much respect to you. Thank you very much. Uh, Oima, you should teach a media literacy class, lol. I learned so much from headlines and hangouts. Thank you. I, this is honestly, this is just critical reading. This is this is uh, what I like to do anyway. And having these conversations with everybody on LawTube and with you all in chat uh, is very fun because these are the thoughts. These are how I get to reading these things. These are how things wind up in virtual legality episodes proper, for instance. And I like having these conversations. That's why I kind of came up with the framework for live streams here on my channel. So thank you so much for the kind words. Uh, Adriana Inach. We love LawTube. Greetings from the UK. Greetings. I think it's a more normal time of day over there. So I'm very happy it's not seven in the morning. Uh, SSJ4 Omega, when Camilla exposed her for the Coke, I was stunned. Yeah, I mean, we knew there were nurse statements about cocaine. We knew that there were other uh, pieces of evidence about that. Uh, but yes, I mean, part of the issue that we saw from Amber Heard yesterday, which I would imagine if you're Amber Heard and Heard's team, you're wanting to try to correct for today is a certain amount of unnecessary evasiveness. Like there's not a terrible usefulness to being that evasive, even about the charity stuff. I, I said on Legal Bites that I think the better course would have been to admit that the money hadn't changed hands, that you said those things because you thought it would be faster than it was, that things happened, pandemics or you know this lawsuit, et cetera, that, that prevented you from doing what you thought you could do and you're a human being and you said a misstatement. I think that's pl gonna play a lot better then, well, pledged counts is donated. I don't think any human being on earth actually thinks that. Um, so regardless of what the ACLU testimony was, which was similar, and we also rejected it when we saw it at the time, I don't think that's a winning kind of argument in front of the jury, or apparently, according to Ian and Rob, in front of the gallery. So that kind of thing, also with the photos of the cocaine and everything else, I, I think uh, you're legitimately right about being stunned about those kinds of uh, questions, because... It just wasn't a good look for her being that evasive about those kinds of things. Uh, let me just make sure I grab everything here um, because you guys are being super generous and I appreciate it. Uh, apologies. When I don't have other people to talk, I have to spend a minute to make sure I don't miss anything. Um, Skew SME, glad to see you're consistently streaming now. Yeah, this is fun. Uh, and a lot of fun conversations, a lot of interesting things I think we're saying. Off-topic question, your thoughts on Elon Musk tweeting a poop emoji to Parag on not sharing bot calculation info. Well, so I had, a, I had a choice this morning when I woke up, and it was either to do that video, which is still in my head, and I might do after the trial today if I can stay awake and I'm, I, I'm otherwise not doing things for documentation, which I also have to do today. 
uh, or do this stream. Uh, and I want to do this stream uh, because I wanted to lead in to my friends at, uh, at Legal Bites and Emily and Nick and everyone else. Uh, and I wanted to see if I could do it at six in the morning. Uh, so hopefully it's working out for everybody. Uh, but yes, that was the other choice that I was making was to potentially do a, a virtual legality proper on what was happening there and what we were seeing and why there's some misreporting about whether or not Elon would owe a billion dollars for that, as I've covered uh, in my space. Uh, Starius, I'd, I'd love to see you talk to Nick Wallace to see how U.S. and U.K. side talk and compare notes while you all are there. I don't know him, but I'll, I'll look him up. Absolutely. Uh, Picklington, law tubes greater than mainstream media, certainly on certain respects. Uh, I think legal cases and legal questions, I think we're, we're, we're performing very strongly at, I wouldn't want to take our, uh, you know, uh, international reporting, uh, against some of these journalistic outlets, but, uh, certainly for this, thank you so much. Uh, FF Arabo, love the law tube community. Let's get to hog to a hundred thousand subs. We're a little ways away from there. I think we just crossed 85,000, give or take. Uh, but I really appreciate it. Let's go. Thanks to the line holders. Amazing. And our trio in the courtroom. Also amazing. Excellent inside scoop and insights from lawyers, the real subject matter experts. I think they are doing such a great job in Fairfax. I'm so impressed by the people that held their space in line. So, so thankful for all of that and the insights that we are going to get to see for a second day because of that effort. So many thanks. Uh, and, and yeah, uh, you know, if you want to like and subscribe here, we're having these conversations. We're doing virtual legalities. Uh, I love this stuff. We're going to be at our fourth anniversary of this channel in November. Um, and I would certainly love to be at 100,000 by that fourth anniversary. But, you know, any faster would be great, too. So thank you so much for the super chat. Um, uh, Robin Hupfleisch, this is the second time Amber Heard misunderstood terms. I didn't punch you. I just slapped you. Donate versus pledge. Does that mean she doesn't know what abuse is? Um, you know, I, I think that she is being overly lawyerly, overly legalistic on some of these kinds of terms. And you can see that um, in the way she's treating some of these questions. I don't think that actually plays terribly well in the in the body public at large, um, trying to skin that onion so thinly. Uh, so I, I think she knows what abuse is to the extent that we all do. Um, you know, whether the jury will agree with any given definition that we have in our heads subjectively is an open question. But when we look at this kind of thing, I think donate versus pledge is a problem for her because it looks like she's willing to lie in the media to benefit herself. And that's what the core of the case is. Uh, so that's why I think it's such a big deal um, in this particular instance. Um, thank you for the super chat. Uh, Dr. Karofsalat, thanks for the news dissection once more. This is valuable AF, as the kids say. Also, good job, Law to Runkle Rob, and DUI Guy for providing insights. They're doing fantastic stuff in Fairfax. Thank you so much. Uh, Janae Byrne. Thank you to all of YouTube for the amazing coverage of this trial. Looking forward to cross today, even if it's at weird hours here in Ireland. Well, hopefully this stream actually wasn't in as weird of an hour. Thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, Eli Ostrich, uh, Ostricher, just want to say, Richard, you are the man. You're the man, Eli. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, Archmage Raven, 3.6 thousand watching, but only 900 likes. Are there really 3.6? That's crazy. Uh, this is not how you support Hogue, folks. Uh, hashtag Camille Goddess of Thunder, which is what I believe Alita was uh, hashtagging uh, yesterday. Yeah, like I said, like and subscribe uh, if you're enjoying this content. I always appreciate that. That helps me with YouTube. That helps me with the robots. I appreciate the super chat uh, as well. But I'm thrilled that uh, there's 3,500 of you here with me 
7 a.m. on the East Coast of the United States. I think that's pretty awesome. Erica Son, can we donate dollars as thank you gifts to line holders? I think they were anonymous. I'll check on that, though. They did such a great job, such an important job. Uh, Remco, I'm going to kill this. I apologize. Konijined uh, Ijik, watching from the Netherlands, super show. I, I am sincerely apologetic for that butchering of your last name. Thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, Mackie Lo Monaco, uh, Monaco, I need a Hoglaw hat. P.S. Good morning, Hog. So I, I've said this in other places. This was a prototype when I started my own law firm. Uh, what is it now? Uh, six years ago. Uh, so I actually haven't mass produced any of these. I'm looking into it because a lot of people have asked for the hat. Uh, I love that. I love my hat. I, I think you know that. <laughs> Apple pie, buy yourself a nice cup of coffee. I will get tea, uh, but I will do it because I'm going to need caffeine for today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, Hub Peters, congrats on 85,000. What a crazy number, right? Talking with me in virtual legality. I'm so, so thankful for everybody that's done that. Play button is around the corner. I can't even fathom. My daughter, my eldest daughter has said, if I ever get 100,000, and this was when I was at 2,000, uh, she wanted to put up faces of me in the yard. Um, I told her that was fine because I thought it was never going to happen. And now she's getting very excited about this. And we're going to have to tr figure out how to disarm her of, the, of those notions. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but thanks to people like you and all of this fun conversation we're having, we are closing in on that number. And that's crazy to think about. So thank you so much. Rigatoni, how are you a lawyer and still so wholesome? That's a great question. Sometimes the field of law tries to break you. Um, I, think, I think I've probably told all these stories before. Uh, but I did have a closed door meeting at Big Law once that uh, went a little something like, you smile too much. Uh, it does not indicate that you are taking the job seriously enough. Uh, so basically the guardian of closed door meetings uh, with my senior partners. But I never stopped smiling. I, I think life is too short to not try to bring that joy and optimism and happiness, even in circumstances like this. Uh, that's just who I am. Doesn't mean you're wrong. Doesn't mean you're bad if you go the other direction or if you're more solemn or what have you the variety of personalities makes life worth living. Me personally, I like to bring a little joy, a little happiness, a little smile, even as a corporate lawyer. I know, I know. Uh, Gio Rio, I appreciate all your coverage and I appreciate your view, which feels most neutral on the panel. And I really like the support you bring to all virtual legality symbol. Thank you so much. I try to have an open mind. I think we're, we're moving away from neutrality as we see the case come together. Uh, I think Johnny Depp's case is significantly stronger than I had thought. But that is all being arrived at from simply observing the evidence, the testimony, the cross-examination, and more. So hopefully I'm bringing that to the table, and I really appreciate the super chat. Cat Wade, TRO, Amber Heard said she had to give testimony, but only written test is required. Hope Vasquez asks her about that. Press stunt she now claims scarred her. Possibly. I mean, I, again, I don't want to ascribe a, a layperson uh, the difference between, you know, stating testimony and written testimony, those those are can be effectively the same, especially in a non-lawyer's head. Uh, yes, she wanted to say that. It sounds like from what she presented as, as being accosted after coming out. I, I don't know. That bit of testimony was a bit odd because it sounded like not enough people were covering the divorce. Uh, so I would love to hear more about that. Definitely. Izu, hi ho, greetings from France. Bonjour. Uh, I think that's almost like a hug emoji, hug emoji. Thanks to all LawTube for making this trial understandable for us mere mortals. Happy little uh, tear uh, emoji. Thank you so much. Sometimes alias, allow yourself to walk with your questioning self. What, where, when, how, why, and who? It's always a good idea. Ask questions. And Jess, critical analysis skills equals personal development. I like to think so. I mean, I think that's part of 
I think that's part of the fun of what we get when we're looking at these kinds of things is how is it being presented to us? What can we bring to critical analysis from our own perspective when we're looking at these articles or when we're watching this case? Um, that's always been part of the fun for me. There's nothing wrong with people trying to write themselves what they think they see happening. And there's nothing wrong with analyzing that through a critical lens. It says, okay, where are you coming from? Does that match up with where I'm coming from? What biases might be presented in the way you're presenting these things? That's the one thing I would have everybody take away from these. I'm sometimes harsh on what I see because I feel strongly about the opinion being wrong in certain instances. Uh, but that doesn't mean that I ever am against the people actually espousing those opinions for themselves. I'll just try to point out when I think it's not foundationally stable or when I think it makes wrong-headed assumptions, uh, which brings us back to the article in question. So looking at this, here's where we actually get to some of the meat on these particular bones. Here was why this is a problem. The publications and broadcasters devoting the most space to the coverage tend to be those with an existing right-wing and sexist bias. And Me Too movement is being pushed as out of control by those outlets. Depp is, of course, the innocent man at hand, heard the vindictive woman. It is hard to convey just how outrageously skewed the coverage of this case has been in service of this narrative. Now, this is an interesting complaint, right? I can't pretend that I'm out there online looking at all the coverage and can tell you whether or not it's skewed. We do have certain instances of data from some of these outlets that suggest that for the most part, it's pro Johnny Depp. But as someone that has tried to keep an open mind here at this point in the trial, I think in general, I think Johnny Depp has the stronger case as it stands right now. Is that skewed? I'm a human being. I have my own biases and critical lenses that I view the world through. So maybe I'm, I'm, I'm open to that, uh, but I have tried to evaluate things as they come in. And if that turns out to be movement towards, hey, I think Johnny Depp it maybe should win this case, that is hopefully through the lens of looking at everything else. Um, so you can't just describe bias to that position if the evidence actually points to it. On the other hand, the other thesis of this statement is that the people, the adults in the room, the high-minded press, the serious gatekeepers of media coverage aren't covering it at all. So they're yielding the position to these mere rabble-rousers, the populists, the right-wing media, however this article wants to describe. And so, of course, naturally, that's the effect of this kind of thing to this author, is to say it's skewed because essentially the high-minded press has abdicated the playing field. And is the real problem that? Or is the real problem the existence of the other coverage? I'm unclear as to which way the author really wants to go with this. Here, they just go into paragraphs and paragraphs of examples of what they see as a problem, right? Across multiple media outlets, people described as legal experts have criticized Heard for overacting on the stand while praising Depp's charisma and charm. I thought Depp came across as more sincere. I don't think I've ever said I felt Heard was overacting. The accusation that Heard's testimony of abuse was nothing more than a theatrical performance from a professional actor has gained particular traction, while the testimony of Depp, who by most accounts is a far more skilled professional actor, has been more likely to be respectfully accepted at face value. And again, this is the, this is the project of a fact finder, especially when faced with witnesses that are diametrically opposed. I talked about this on the streams, but basically you've been presented with two world orders and said, which one do you think sounds the more likely to have occurred? And I don't blame anybody for saying, honestly, it sounds like Johnny Depp's version of the world sounds more likely. I actually wouldn't blame anybody for saying Amber Heard's did, but I'd have questions. I wanted, I would want to have that discussion because they are diametrically opposed versions of the world. Then this continues in medieval witch trials. You know, you're in for it at that point. 
There was simply nothing a woman accused of witchcraft could do to prove her innocence. If she was thrown into water and drowned, it was evidence of her guilt. If she was thrown into water and survived, it was evidence of her occult powers and accordingly guilt. This is pretty much the situation Heard finds herself. And I reject this notion. I was open to listening. I was open to hearing from Amber Heard. In fact, if I'm being entirely honest, I was probably biased towards believing Heard. These are heinous accusations. And my gut reaction is to say it's such an affront to lie about these particular accusations that I have difficulty believing that someone would do it. That's honestly the, my, my biases as I have found them throughout this trial. So the fact that I'm now arriving at, wow, I really don't think most of that checks out, doesn't pass the smell test, however you want to frame it, is honestly eye-opening for me personally, but also suggestive of a case that is significantly stronger for Johnny Depp than I would have thought. It's also interesting that this particular metaphor is used because, of course, one of the things Johnny Depp is in trouble for is a Monty Python reference, which seems to check out, and text messages with Paul Bettany that are, honestly... Uh, a little overkill in terms of the language used, but are basically about dealing with witches uh, in Monty Python-esque language. So it's interesting as a reference point in and of itself. If Hurt is caught smiling inside court, it is evidence of her spiteful satisfaction at Depp's predicament. When Depp smiles inside court, as he has done often, it is proof that he feels vulnerable and emasculated to quote yet another body language expert. <clears throat> when Hurd had the temerity to wipe her nose with a tissue, she was accused of doing so extra slowly in the hope a camera would catch it. A South African website used the same moment to suggest Heard might be snorting cocaine in open court. Depp has actually been far more demonstrative during the court proceedings so far, sniggering, shaking his head, chewing sweets, but no aspect of his conduct receives anywhere near the critical scrutiny given to Heard's. And this is an interesting point. I think, like many other points in this article and others that we have read, there's a kernel of truth here. I do think we talk about Amber Heard's outfits more than Johnny Depp's. I do think we talk about her reactions more than Johnny Depp's. Uh, I, that doesn't mean I, I think that Johnny Depp's reactions aren't acknowledged. There have been instances on stream where I've said, ooh, you shouldn't have snickered right there. You shouldn't have made that look right there with respect to Johnny Depp. But I do think Amber Heard gets a closer lens. And we could talk about why that is. I, I tend to think it's because she puts that lens on herself a little bit. Uh, but I do think that kind of thing is happening. I don't find it to be this massive problem that this article suggests that it is. Indeed, Depp has been widely granted benefit of the doubt to an exceptional degree compared with Heard. Then they talk about Helena Bonham Carter, et cetera, et cetera. And then finish with a parenthetical here that says, if you think that it's uh, useful uh, that Depp has fought so hard as an argument for why he might be right, the same argument could well be applied to Heard. Why would she continue to allege abuse against Depp at such evidently ca catastrophic cost to her reputation if it wasn't true? Uh, that argument is apparently never brought up to this author writer. And I do think you can find yourself in effectively a legally untenable position, uh, right? We've seen in court one of the big things that Amber doesn't want. She doesn't want to be called a liar. She doesn't want to be called a victim. Uh, she gets very animated about those particular titles for herself. And you can see how if she fabricated something, if there were exaggerations and it's not complete fabrications, either way, that a person could get trapped in essentially a series of them, especially after that TRO is filed, because then you have something on file, then you have something that the Sun can look at, then you have things that you need to back up there, then you have the Washington Post article that, yes, you decide to do, uh, but you're not terribly specific about it, but it drags everything else that has happened since then in, and you then find yourself in a courtroom in May of 2022, 
backing up increasingly unbelievable stories because it has been years of buildup to back up things that happened before in terms of what you did in the public eye. Um, so I think that kind of thing could have happened uh, in this particular situation. Uh, and yeah, that's that's why it doesn't come up in quite the same way as Johnny Depp, because Johnny Depp has said, I'm going to pursue this. This is important to me. Defamation cases are enormously difficult to win. He would have been told that by his counsel. And while I don't think that that's a strong argument to say he's right, because if you've got a lot of resources, you can just push things through the legal system uh, regardless. I do think it's worth noting that the two situations aren't equivalent uh, between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. So I, I don't think this is a useful argument, uh, but I do understand how it's arrived at. The notion that Depp is pursuing these cases because he knows he is innocent was categorically undermined by the first UK trial in which a text message sent by Depp was produced to the court in which he promised to deliver total global humiliation to Heard. Now, delivering total global humiliation to someone, not in and of itself a crime, so it's unclear what this sentence is doing. Was it categorically undermined by the UK trial? That, in fact, is absolutely wrong. That's an error uh, as a sentence. We've talked about the UK trial being a completely different set of facts, a completely different set of statements, and we arrive at this point in time because they are different. Hey, Kurt, how you doing this morning? Sleep is for the week. Sleep. <laughs> we'll sleep after the trial. Uh it's good to it's good to see you here. Uh, did you get any rest last night? Uh, like five hours. Hey, there you go. I saw you were doing like the late night party stream when I was when I was tucking myself in. Oh yeah, so. no yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for another day, man. I'm ready to do it again. Let's go. Yeah. yeah well, you know, this is these are different days than the Eastern Columbia Building uh, foundational testimony for elevator videos, aren't they? Oh, and Kurt's gone. <laughs> that was it. Let's go, and I'm out. Um, he'll probably pop back in. He probably lost a connection or not. Um, and then I think we're finishing up with this article. Um, oh, no, here's Kurt back. Sorry Popping about that. That was my bad. <laughs> no worries. No worries. All I was saying is these are different days in court than they were when we were doing foundational testimony for surveillance videos, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, surely. Uh, yeah. So Ian was on, Rob was on, uh, the boys are getting into court. Um, what do you think, if anything, Camille is going to change about her approach going into day? I don't know why you change anything. I don't know okay. why you change anything. I think she's doing it great. Okay, so you think she's going to proceed on the timeline, doing the same kind of stuff, um, and uh, and hitting Amber on uh, photos and, and things as as counters? Yep, it's working. Yeah. It's well, she's working. clearly getting agitated, which I think could also work to her, to Camille's benefit, certainly. It's working. I mean, like, what's Amber Heard going to do? Like, come up, just kind of try to fight her more today? And she's absolutely crushing it. I, I was like, I don't even know what you do as well, Amber Heard's lawyers. If Even assuming you could talk to your client, which you're not supposed to. But it's like, yeah, I don't know what you do. I don't think the lawyers can fix it. I mean, I, I, to me, I've said this in other places, but the right strategy would have been to be a little bit more um, self-deprecating, falling on your sword for some of this stuff, certainly the charity stuff. I don't think that's... that's yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. I agree completely. It's like, I don't know why she gave the testimony she did in the UK trial, like, because she had lawyers there, too. Yeah. It's I like, think, she, I she, she would have prepped... I thought your answer was pretty good. You know, I said I donated it. I, you know, I I thought your answer was pretty good. Like, I wasn't making an anticipatory claim, and, you know, I... I got it wrong. I mean, got it wrong. Mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. But then yeah, Camille's I, over here like, so you're sat on the money for 13 months, though. The reason I can't donate is because I got sued. Yeah, but you have the third month money for 13 months before you got sued. 
Yeah. What's, what's your answer there, Richard? I the had the money months? for 13 months before I got sued. Why didn't I donate the money, Richard? Yeah, I mean, I, to that, I would say that we were already hearing uh, whispers on the wind that Johnny Depp was planning something like this. Uh-huh. And I wanted to make sure that I could survive for the baby I knew I was going to have. Uh, and I have still pledged to get all that money to the ACLU and the Children's Hospital. But we have to get through this first. No, I didn't pledge it. I donated it. Remember? Right. Yes. No, I wouldn't have gone down that road, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I know what you're trying to say. I was just trying to make fun of her. No, no, absolutely. I would definitely have not have tried to slice the onion like that. It sounds wrong. It sounded wrong when the ACLU said it. And I think they picked that uh, either Amber or her legal team because the ACLU said that. And I remember the testimony being like, that is BS. <laughs> when when their uh, general counsel says we count it as donated, like he uses that term. It's like, no, you don't. What, what are you what are you talking about? Bullshit, um, so, yeah. So I think that that sounded wrong. I think it sounded wrong. All the reports we're getting from Ian and Rob, uh, it sounded wrong in the gallery. It sounded wrong to the jury. Um, and you I see, I didn't not. really catch that when the ACLU was testifying about it because because like, I think I remember saying basically like, oh, these terms are interchangeable. I don't know why you're fighting over it. Because when they were doing it, it's like, is there, is there a difference? And then like when Amber Heard comes along, I'm like, oh, there's a huge difference between these terms. So yeah. like I didn't understand I didn't understand why they were fighting over it when the ACLU was talking. So, well, and I think everybody was having fun with it last night. I think there were a bunch of super chats that were you know saying you know here's, yeah, yeah. here's five bucks, but it's a pledge for six billion, uh, you know that that kind of thing. Uh, and and how could you not honestly? Because to the human, the normal layperson, even the normal lawyer, say no, donated means the money has left your control, <laughs> and uh, and that didn't happen. That didn't happen. So when you try to slice that onion that well, you, you just look evasive. Uh, and then everything else is called into question. Yeah. I'm just going to finish this article, Kurt, and then uh, we could chat a little bit more because I want to get through at least one. Um, and I think this article is just about finished because there's more arguments here uh, essentially about um, sexist tropes in favoring Depp because of misogyny and uh, justice <laughs> for Johnny and, and right-wing stuff. I skipped most of this stuff. You see references here. You could check out this article. I've already been called a misogynist, so that's fun. Well, you're always in a good place when you hear references to Russian oligarchs in the paragraph where they're trying to uh, <laughs> to try trying to discount whatever anybody else is doing uh, amid this sea of prejudice. All right, good conclusion opening. Uh, as long as you're sure of yourself and misinformation, the re- the reality of what is actually happening in the courtroom is drowned. Very evocative. The picture being built there of Depp and Heard's marriage is one of a nightmarishly dysfunctional relationship, I will grant, uh, with toxic levels of jealousy, mistrust, and substance abuse on both sides. From the evidence presented, it is highly likely that both Depp and Heard engaged in abusive behavior in different forms, which is an interesting way to end your article. There are no angels here, but only one of them is reported to have already secured their next starring movie role. Johnny Depp will start shooting his latest film where he is due to headline in the role of French King Louis XV shortly after court proceedings conclude. Uh, so that's what they finish off with. Essentially, Johnny Depp is going to be fine. Uh, everybody that's covering this that isn't the mainstream media is misogynist and probably coming from a right-wing bent. Uh, and I think it comes as no surprise. Oh, it sounds like there's another article for me to absolutely lose my shit to. I'm looking forward to that. Linked in the description, Kurt. <laughs> Guess what I'm doing tonight during my late night stream. I'm going to be losing my shit over this. Yeah, no, you'll, you'll see references to uh, m- misogyny and right-wing stuff. Uh, in this article, I, I talked to the chat a little bit before that I, I think this is one of the uh, the additional directions. Some of this critique, some of these opinion pieces are likely to go. I reject it entirely. 
I don't really think that this has to be a very so political are, kind of are conversation. We being, are we being gaslit by the right wing of TikTok? Um, essentially, they don't. This isn't aimed specifically just at any given social media. They use the generic social media boogeyman without attaching it to anyone specifically. And then they drag in that social media is just like tabloids. And then they're just like Rupert Murdoch and Fox. Um, so you can check out that article. I, I don't think it's terribly well done, uh, but but that's what it does. <laughs> See, I've already started Kurt off, already bummed to start his day. Um, but I, I do think that's what we're looking I'm going back to bed and seeing if that makes anything better. Maybe if I get more sleep, the world will change and it'll be improved when I wake up. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't blame you. Uh, it's, it's the kind of thing that I think we're going to see more of as this proceeds, because we're going to get uh, more as these weeks go on, and especially if Amber Heard's case falls apart, uh, where you're going to yes. talk, you're going to be talked to about that by the media for one reason, because the media is is definitely part of the reason why so many people felt so strongly about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard early on. Um, and, and, you know, that's, I always caution people to jump on things. I, I have to be honest, I think whatever in, in, in 2018, you know, I think I was hearing all the pop culture references to Johnny Depp being an abuser. And I think I, I didn't really think about it, uh, but you, you take those things in. And then when there's a situation like this, you do get a certain kind of reactionary approach from media that says, well, uh, you're not taking everything into account, uh, and you're doing it wrong and these kinds of things. And that's why we're seeing these articles. Not it's not just because we're taking views and subscriptions or whatever away from them, although we are because we're putting a good product out there. I'm, uh, still, but... I'm still just stuck on the title. Like we're being we're being the fact that they're using gaslit to refer to the idea that we're being fooled by the Johnny Depp machine. That's the one who's gaslighting us. Is is I don't know if it's lack of self awareness or whatever it is. It's just like I can't deal with it. It's so stupid. I hear you, Kurt. I hear you. Well, I have some super chats to hit here. Um, again, we are going to be calling it. I will be turning super chats off at some point before um, you know that eight thirty transition over to Legal Bites because that's when the pre-show starts for the court case. I really didn't know that so many of you would be popping in. We're at over four thousand people here at seven twenty-eight wow. on Eastern Time. Uh, I could not be happier. Please do check out Uncivil Law. Check out Ian Runkle of the Bailey. Check out Rob Law and Lumber. Everybody 6.30 in Texas. What, what time is it in Texas? 6.30. It's an hour behind Central Time. Oh, nice. I think everybody assumes Michigan is Central Time because we're so far to the West. Uh, but no, we just have weird sunrises and, and weird sunsets here. We're, we're East Coast. We want to think of ourselves as East Coast. Mm -hmm. we're just thousands of miles away from the, from the Atlantic. It's, it's fine. Um, okay. So, uh, Castle, did you see Asmongold reacted to Rob's video? I heard about it. Uh, someone someone sent to me that that happened. Asmongold, very famous, um, I think primarily World of Warcraft streamer, uh, but certainly in the video game circles, lots and lots of people. Uh, that's a big deal. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I expect that Rob video will go over a million. Uh, so it's uh, <laughs> quite, quite the debut. The man has 40,000 subs last time I checked. It's not fair, Richard. <laughs> uh, you know, we've seen it before, right? Outside of people that we knew. I'd rather have it be Rob. Than, than some of the things we see take off on YouTube, to be honest, Kurt. <laughs> uh, Camper for Life 22, is there going to be rules over at Legal Bites today? Is there going to be rules? Uh, is there going to rules? I, I don't know exactly what you mean, but I'm definitely going over to Legal Bites. I can't speak for anybody else. I think, they mean, that, are they, I think they mean, is the law tubes going to chide me for my jokes? 
Oh, I don't know. I honestly don't know, Kurt. Uh, I, I don't run legal bites. Uh, but I, I, we're definitely going to be covering the case. I'm going to um, tell even more off-color jokes just to irritate the hell out of all you guys. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but we'll definitely be over there covering the court case. Uh, Zhang Chung, morning coffee treat. MSMs framed towards their target, and that's why they're getting passe. Would love to see just one MSM covering from the LawTube point of view. Yeah, I mean, I think there are some articles that do better than others uh, in terms of trying to take uh, an uh, open-minded approach. I'm actually, if I can get to it, I'm going to actually look at the LA Times article that I think at bare minimum, the worm has turned a little bit on how this case is actually looking to folks that are actually looking at it. Um, and so the LA Times actually is out there saying a few things, at least. They aren't covering it like you might see LawTube or others cover it. But they are saying a few things that are like, well, maybe maybe Johnny Depp's case is, is pretty darn strong, which I found interesting. And, and we will get to it. Um, thank you so much for the super chat. John Wells, a company called Farm, focused out in Nebraska, mass produces merch for YouTube. Know them well. Great people. I haven't checked them out. I will. Um, I know everybody's asking for my hat. Uh, so I have to mm -hmm. get a hat guy. <laughs> I've, I've, I've never mass produced hats. Uh, Johan Rosen, did anyone cover what Amber Heard's lawyers shouted in court uh, to Camille. I think Rob was about to answer that question when he got cut off yesterday. I don't think I have heard the answer to uh, what was, what I think Camille responded was unacceptable or something along those lines, inappropriate perhaps. Uh, so I haven't heard the answer to that question. Uh, when Camille said that, I thought she was talking to Amber Heard. Uh, no, I think it was, so no, we didn't hear Elaine, but there's a big pause where Elaine's making an objection there. And, and we know Elaine sometimes adds uh, color uh, to her objection state points, but she wasn't using the mic. Camille looks to her right. It's almost certainly Elaine right there. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, but I, I don't have the answer to that question. Um, so we'll, I'll, I'll try to remember to ask Rob because I think he said he heard it uh, and we got cut off because I believe it's Ian goes, oh God, I'm out of battery. And then it's just the, the boys. <laughs> that dies immediately, yeah. Yeah, so uh, David, great work, Hogue. Love that you still think of Amber and her mental health among all the Amber heard hate. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm team redemption arc, but you do need contrition, definitely. There you go. Uh, OC5150 CV, Camille might push Amber Heard into a 72-hour mental health observation by exposing all her lies and abuse of Johnny Depp. Well, I certainly hope not, but this is going to nah. be a trying day for Ms. Amber Heard. There is no question. Uh, and I, I would doubt that she slept terribly well last night. Amber Heard is going to be too buried in her own sense of self-righteousness and wrong because she honestly believes at least some of what she's saying. What would be so interesting she's just going to be too buried in being infuriated by the fact that she's speaking up and people aren't listening and believing. Well, and, and if Camille's paying attention, which she is, uh, she'll mm -hmm. use the word victim a couple times because it's certainly, we saw Amber Heard react very strongly there. Um, <laughs> Sir Elspeth, uh, think Camille will point out the TRO was ex parte. Uh, she did a little bit. She, she, she talked about him not showing up. And then did you actually give notice? I think she did enough there because we do have the divorce attorney from Johnny Depp. Remember saying that they didn't get proper notice. Uh, and that Johnny Depp was out of the country and that they waited for him to be out of the country. Like you have that testimony on the books. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't know that she needs to drill that particular aspect, but it's it's going to be up to her and, and, and the Depp team. Um, pretty Nikki. Hello, Hogue. Adore you and all of LawTube. Thank you. Question. Does all the witnesses have to be done by a certain date? Do we know how many witnesses Heard has? Thanks for all you do. Heard claimed a jillion witnesses. She's not going to get to them all. We know closing statements are next Friday. Yep. Uh, the, the 27th of May, they're hell or high water. 
Uh, mm-hmm. So everybody's getting their hours in by then. And uh, Herd's team is going to have to pick and choose who they bring. Uh, Depp's team is going to have to pick and choose how long they want to cross-examine. I honestly think Camille is rolling through Amber Heard so fast, they might actually save some time up uh, for rebuttal uh, because of the, the the way this is being done so surgically. We'll have to see how long she takes today. Um, but thank you for the super chat. Uh, you are wrong. This article doesn't even think maybe big media isn't covering it much because it's in JD's favor and they lose credibility if they say otherwise. They don't reference that. I think that's a part of the story is, um, yeah, as I said, the worm has turned. Uh, the, the folks that are covering this, even from big media outlets, are at least on occasion now saying, huh. Um, in the LA Times yesterday, I'm sorry for I keep teasing this, but it's the article in the, uh, the, in the back that's set up has a couple of references that say those photos didn't show anything at all. And that mm-hmm. kind of thing in mass media. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Gavin Hill, speaking of someone in the UK, the daily mail has until recently been pro Amber by recent. I mean, yesterday, Dan Wooten now works for the daily mail. That's interesting, especially since the daily mail is like one of the outlets that is actually coming up in court as often as it is. Uh, Jenny Kennedy. Hi from Bonnie, Scotland. Hi. Thanks for your coverage. The Sun Trial was a hatchet job on Johnny Depp. Can't wait for today's cross. Go Camille. I certainly have questions about what happened in the Sun uh, Trial. I'll probably look at it after the case here. Uh, Sinead Byrne, I have been sending the link to your channel to introduce my gaming friends to LawTube. Yes, we got we got entry points in nice. all sorts of hobbies. I love nice. gaming. We talk a lot about gaming here. And now they are all hooked, rosy-faced, happy emoji. Thank you what, so much. Whatever, whatever gets the... Uh... The kids uh, involved, you know, if it, if it means me getting a white van and putting free candy on it to get people involved in law tube, you know. Indeed, Kurt, indeed. Uh, but you handle that aspect. I'll handle the video games aspect. Uh, Funny uh, yeah. joke. <laughs> Zara Seifert, I missed it. How did Ian and Rob handle the line? I honestly think that Nurse Liz, Alita, Emily, and others uh, wound up successfully organizing line standards for them uh, because they went to sleep. Uh, and then they were there at six. Uh, they were talking to us in the six o'clock hour, and they had gotten the spaces because of the efforts of people, which is just amazing to me. I, I, I just can't love kind of spontaneous order and handling things like that enough. Muffins and mega pints, uncivil in the house, uncivil law emoji, cowboy hat and all. Hey, Kurt. Lord Luke M, dang it, Hogue, just wanted to go get groceries. Why are you guys not streaming, says Lord Luke M. Never. We're always streaming. Heather Hanks, could Amber Heard win due to the help she's getting off of YouTube? Um, Amber Heard could win. I I don't want to undersell this. This is a messy case at its core. I think Johnny Depp's case is getting close to preponderance of the evidence to me. Uh, but it's it's not an obvious clear slam dunk win if there's a jury member or two or three that say, you know, how could she lie about this stuff? And it's at least unclear. And we've got tapes of Johnny Depp, you know, mm-hmm. uh, closing cabinets loudly and yelling at her and doing things that could be emotional abuse. I, I, it, this is not an easy case. Defamation never is. Uh, Johnny Depp could lose this case. I, I mm-hmm. think he's getting close to more likely to win, but I'm never going to advance that much past more likely. Uh, at this point with a case like this. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, Sierra Callahan, please host a panel on restorative justice. That's what Ian and I were talking about. I work in ed, specifically with at-risk students, Title I schools, and truly believe in the transformative power of restorative justice. Valuable approach for all to learn. Yeah, Ian, I think, had a great idea there. And we might wind up talking about all of the kind of um, uh, variations on why you have a justice system and what those punishments 
uh, should be and what the goals are of that system, because I think that's a definitely an interesting talk. I remember really being interested in that. That sounds fun. I want in on that. All right. All right, Kurt. Uh, Steph, Jack, UK, mainstream media is still on Amber Heard's side. I, I think there are cracks in the walls there uh, from the articles I'm seeing. Uh, so few mentions of contradictions and disproving of Amber's statements and focuses on honeymoon beating and not looking at her. Uh, eyeballs up to the side questioning emoji. Mm-hmm. I, I hear you. I hear you. Terry Lee, also remember Amber did not sign the pledge form. Love the coverage here and at Legal Bites. Yeah, and the pledge form has the, the whatever the anniversary is of the ACLU. There's a lot of weirdness there in the ACLU's testimony. Um, but yeah, she goes on the stand yesterday and says there was no deadline, which is interesting for an actual cognizable legal pledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and all sorts of things just don't ring true very much there. But the ACLU's got her back to some extent in that testimony. I just don't know that they're going to love having that position at the end of the trial. Uh, Maxime, you've been doing an amazing job on Alita's stream. Thank you. Shout outs, insightful comments, devil's advocate, all the right tones at the right time. Heart emojis. That is very nice of you to say. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, Mara M, sending love from LA. It's 4.30 in the morning here. Mm-hmm. That is love. I don't know why you're up, but I'm thankful you're spending some time with us. Thank you for the super chat. Honest mistake, maybe Amber Heard wanted to spread donations for tax purposes. 100%. There's no question that she's not wrong that a financial advisor would say, cut against your gains, make sure that you're not wasting any of it. Uh, not sure on the U.S. system, but wouldn't have $7 million income in a year. Confession by projection when accusing Johnny yeah. of trying to get a tax deduction. There are, in all things that Amber Heard says, there are aspects of truth. Her financial advisors would have said, don't donate more than you gain because you're going to want to net it against your income. There, there's no question that she would have actually gotten that advice. And there's really not a problem with it until you get to a place where you're telling people that the donation has already been made, um, yeah. right? I have no issue with tax planning. I have no, 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 no issue with that at all. Um, I, I was just saying, I, uh, by the way, I think if, if memory serves correctly, I think you can only claim up to 50% of your adjusted gross income in any given year. If you donate more than that, you can roll it forward up to five years. Um, but that's my best memory of how that works. Yes, and and taxes are confusing and strange and awkward. Taxes and, suck. and that's why I hire tax people. Um, so yes, there are there are roll forwards. There's also you can you can move things around backwards, especially if you're using a corporate entity, which Amber Heard might be doing. I mean, there's all sorts of things. That's why you that's why you pay for a tax advisor, which she undoubtedly has. I'm just saying that her representatives. Absolutely, I can see saying spread this out for reason X, Y, or Z, but going out in public and saying you didn't do that and then having a different public statement that says Johnny can only do it if he puts it in one lump sum and like doing these things at the same time uh, is, is not is not great. I have absolutely no problem with tax planning. And, and see, I don't think it would make a difference for Johnny Depp either way, to be quite honest, because yeah. like his adjusted gross income is so high that it probably didn't make a difference whether he donated one year or not. Yeah, yeah. But Amber Heard was going out there and saying, you're not allowed to spread it out. You have to do it in one fell swoop and it has to be more in order to, I guess, inflict more pain on you. That's where it got a little bit weird in her testimony. Jenny's getting inky with it. Seems to me that media has to continue the don't believe your lying eyes narrative or risk people waking up to the lies that they themselves peddle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, per- perhaps. I think certain corners are doing that. Other corners are vested in their own political messaging from this. There's a bunch of different trends that I'm seeing uh, right now. One of the biggest, though, is don't listen to streamers, um, <laughs> which is interesting. Crimson, would you consider reviewing pro Amber Heard subreddits? It's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah, um, it's actually not a bad idea. 
Um, yes, absolutely, I would. I, I'm always interested in what the other side looks like in this, and, and maybe being convinced by some or more aspects of it. So that's a great that's a great recommendation. Thank you, uh, Don Liner. Do the little hogs watch your coverage? Thoughts? They watch my coverage. Um, they watch this channel for the most part. I they're not watching the stuff on the court case. You never know when words are coming out in that court case or discussions of bottles and more. So they're not watching me over there. Uh, I can guarantee you that. Um, but yeah, a lot of the times they do. Uh, we, we're a gaming family. Uh, we love games. I was just playing after the stream uh, last night. Even though it's late, we let them stay up a little bit later. We were playing Rogue Legacy 2, uh, which is a fantastic indie game that came out a couple weeks ago. And my, my youngest daughter is trying to get the hang of some pretty complicated platforming. Uh, but it's cartoony. She loves it. Uh, and I'm looking forward to playing it with again uh, with her again uh, tonight uh, after mm -hmm. that stream. So my days are work and streams and then a little bit of gaming and then basically go to sleep and do it again. But it's, mm -hmm. this is a lot of fun. Having these conversations are awesome. Alex the Bird, Amber Heard stares at Rob. Have other uses for your throat. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was quite the text exchange. Uh, Roberto Alvarez, greetings from the West Coast. I can't believe how early you're up. Appreciate the commentary. Kurt, you're my spirit animal. Excellent. Awesome. Mostly dead. Can you talk about Amber Heard accusing her lawyers of not doing their job re-evidence? Is that a proper defense? She accuses so she everybody. I mean, every literally every single person goes under the bus except her. Is Amber uh, Heard like admitted to doing? Has she really admitted to doing anything wrong at any point? I or am I just misremembering? Because she's throwing literally everyone else under the bus at every possible she, turn. I don't think she has. Remember, the testimony today was also the nurse is lying. Doctor Kipper's lying. Uh, the police are lying. The, the I mean, nurse, the nurse was lying. Was a particularly rich touch because it's like it's your nurse, it's hey, your yeah. nurse hey. at your doctor's office. You went for a physical exam, and Hold you're on. telling me they didn't note note these things. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> How you doing, Ian? What's going on? Well, um, you can see the courthouse uh, receding in the distance. Yeah. Uh, so basically, a whole lot of people uh, shuffled the line. So we had line standers who stayed there all night. Um, and I'm not sure if you can read this, but uh, 70 on the uh, on the ticket there. And uh, there are people who jumped in at the front. And um, yeah, there are people who jumped in at the front and pushed everyone out. So uh, that's it. Uh, we were about 15 people short of the uh, short of getting in, and that's it. Oh, oh my God! When did the line jumpers show up? Uh, like some of them moved from basically the back of the line and walked to the front of the line and jumped in. Uh, some people just uh, showed up. In some cases, like minutes before they were opening up. So. Now yep. You see, now you see why that hashtag. It's uh, it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, I thought I'd give you guys an update. Did any of you What's get that? in? Uh, DUI guy got in. Cool. And that's right. a good thing because DUI guy is uh, he came all the way up from Kentucky, and I think it's his last day. Okay. So, are you, are you guys going to hang outside the courthouse? Uh, there's not a whole lot of things to hang out in front of the courthouse for. So we're probably heading back to uh, I might try to swing by the courthouse just at the end of trial and maybe go um, say hi to the people who try to ambush 
Uh, one second. I was going to say, I like the Blair Witch uh, like look around. There. I got to drop off stream here for a sec. All right. Okay. okay. Wow. Things well, things took a turn hopefully there. Hopefully okay. Yeah, I hope Ian's okay too. I don't know what that was. Uh, we'll we'll get you an update as soon as we can. Uh, that is that is BS. I think I think I saw that uh, in the tweets. This is uh, Tracy CC one two three. Indeed, it is BS. That is that is absolutely ridiculous. Um, now I will say this: courthouses aren't used to this, nope. um, and, and it's clear that they they are not ready for any of this. It's it's honestly it's not necessarily their job. Uh, but it's uh, it would be better if they were better at at least recognizing the the kind of spontaneous order stuff uh, that is happening in the line, right? With the with the numbers and whatnot. But my question that I've <clears throat> had the whole time is like, what if you're there for not Johnny Depp? Because how does the security tell the difference, right? So I'm I'm a lawyer because I have another case. I I'm a client or a witness in another case. How the hell am I getting through the door? I think if you can show a Virginia P card, you're probably getting in. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I, so maybe Rob could have done that. But Rob, see, but as a practicing attorney, he wouldn't want to be. Lying. I mean, he'll get inside the court. He'll get inside the courthouse door, but he's not getting any further than that. Yeah, yeah. I think they said that the entire fifth floor, I believe, is the floor, is yeah. is reserved and otherwise locked down. Um, so, no, it's just I. It, that's just BS because that really was a lot of effort. That really was a lot of coordination uh, to make that happen. Um, and that's all just wasted because, uh, you know, again, I, I don't want to put too much blame on people that aren't the courthouse in Fairfax is not ready for this. Nobody is. No. Uh, but but I, 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 while there might, might, might not be people there right now outside the courthouse, uh, given what we've been hearing from the news, I have a tough time believing there won't be a bit of a show outside the courthouse, you know, even in, you know, three hours or something. Because people have been yeah. showing up in giant depth things and all the rest of it, so yeah. I was, you know, but maybe not so much. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's talk about this just really briefly. I, this, there's only a few things I wanted to point out in this article, um, uh, so we'll we'll get to it. Then we'll get back to super chats and we'll roll right into um, uh, the legal bites coverage. Uh, but yeah, Amber Heard's credibility challenged by Depp lawyer Camille Vasquez during Cross is a very neutral uh, headline here. Um, yeah. And I, that I, I thought that was interesting in and of itself as you watch the media kind of landscape, especially from folks that aren't fully vested one way or the other, mm -hmm. shift on this as it happens. Because after testifying Monday afternoon that her Washington Post op-ed was about herself, not Johnny Depp, Amber Heard faced pointed cross-examination from Depp attorney Camille Vasquez that was aimed at shaking Heard's credibility in the eyes of the jury. The only one who thought it was about Johnny is Johnny, Heard said towards the end. Okay, Ian, everything okay? Yeah, sorry, I had to drop off because I was about to camera flash a juror, okay. and that just wasn't going to happen. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a no, good call. Absolutely, yeah. it looked a little bit like a suspense thriller from our perspective. You look around twice, it gets really low, and then I got to go. But uh, I'm glad it was. I'm, I think that's the right call. Absolutely. Yeah, it was just there's no way, and yeah, so. Yep, just want to be super careful about that, and I'm being very. Um, you know, I I'll describe sort of ethnicity, age, and gender, mm -hmm. but not given any further details on the jurors because I imagine they're gonna, you know, have their own crap to deal with after this. Yep. And if they want to reveal who they are after this, that's their call. Uh, but they certainly should not be getting people trying to contact them during. No, and, I uh, entirely. And if they want to just, 
And if they just want to disappear after this and just vanish into anonymity, good for them. Like that, that might be the right call. <laughs> so are they just parking and rolling in the front entrance? Is that is that how the uh, how the jurors are coming in? It looks like okay. uh, they might have a, a separate entrance, but uh, yeah. Um, nice. I don't think that, that they're cool. taking like super huge precautions, but I mean, people should not be trying to mess with the jury. That would be a, um, that is not only something where they can find you in contempt. That is something where they will expend massive resources to ruin your entire life. Because if yeah, they got to mess with the jury can... and on behalf of law too, that should work out real great for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> that that would have been bad. Yeah. No, that's just you know i just wanted to make sure that does not become a thing so i was gonna say i think yeah and it would have been broadcast on my channel that would have been a fun conversation um <laughs> no i appreciate it ian i think that was the right call 100 percent. i want you to know our chat uh from a legal perspective has made the determination that what was done to you was bs uh legal term of art uh yeah. so we had 70 and 71 in that yeah. lineup and we were about 15 people uh from getting a pass so that tells you that there was about 45 people that line jumped. That's unbelievable. I mean, and, and you know, I was just talking about it. it's not it's not really the court's rule. But no riot this time? Uh, what's it? No riot this time? No, um, but I mean, the thing is, is that they are really like, I think the sheriffs need to get a better system. Like, apparently, yeah. the sheriffs, apparently the sheriffs were out all night. Like there were there was a sheriff presence out all night versus last night when I guess two nights ago we were there. The sheriffs only popped out like once or twice. Once yeah. at 1 a.m. and then again at like 5. Just, I mean, the thing is, is that this is the kind of thing that can, you know, pop off into a real dispute. And, I mean, it sucks that we had people line jumping in front of us. But we're both reasonable adults and we can go back and, like, say, hey, this sucks. Let's have a beer. Um, Excellent. Not everyone's a reasonable adult. And this is the kind of thing where some jackass might just go you know what i'm i'm super pissed i've driven um however long and this is the kind of thing that can turn into flash violence and mm -hmm. i'm really hoping that they can get this sorted because i don't want that to be a news story i do not and i certainly don't want to be a witness to a crime in a foreign country because uh, that has its own degree <laughs> but um i you know Honestly, they would do better just handing out the passes starting now for tomorrow. And just you get there when. Yeah. And you just you get there when you get there or start it, you know, start at 6 p.m. And then you just hand out 150 passes, 100 for uh, the main thing, 50 for the overflow. And then you just put up signs saying passes aren't here. Go home. Mm -hmm. And everybody who isn't there, they just don't have one. Um you know, it you can cut off the lineups a bit, but I don't know. I mean, it's it's tough. Or they should have people, you know, actually patrolling the lineups and dealing with some of that, and just be like, you get here, you go into the, you know, into the line, back of the queue. Yeah, and no, well, hundred people, right? A hundred is not an impossible line to deal with. God knows, event planners nope. have been dealing with lines of a hundred for a long time. Um, yeah. So I hear you. I, you know, I, I'm sympathetic to a court that isn't used to dealing with it. But as I think one of my chatters pointed out, we are in week five. Um, yeah. and, and so the problem with the week five thing, the effery, and the, I did that for you, the effery that is happening 
like the, it just is the scale keeps on increasing yeah it gets bigger and worse and more messed up and people try to find new games of how to mess with it so the sheriffs have to adapt like in real time to people changing the way they're going to mess with it and i mean honestly the way i would try to address this is you just go out there with some velvet ropes or you know temporary fencing even you set up a line you just put sheriffs on it and you just say, listen, here's the deal. You, you know, there's not going to be anything, any screwing, you know, it's just going to be, you're not here. You're not here. And yeah, I, I get that it's really difficult on them. I just think it's not being managed. It's difficult on them and they got to, you know, they're having to juggle a lot of difficult operational concerns. So I don't want to be, you know, throwing too much shade their direction but it's not working out well um in a lot of ways and it's it's a safety risk uh yeah i know i hear it there were people uh there was an exchange and you know i'm not gonna sort of somebody who walked who got a wristband who was walking up and there were other people who felt that he jumped the line i don't think he did yeah i don't he didn't jump the line he was there uh, but people felt that he jumped the line. And I can't say that it's unreasonable for them to be concerned about it because there's a lot of other people who were jumping the line. You know, but, and it becomes hard to tell because somebody steps out. Did they step out to use the bathroom or is this somebody who arrived new? Mm-hmm. Um, without, say, having a ticket that somebody issued out, which was a whole lot of sensible, it's hard to hard to identify. But, you know, if you got a ticket, then you know somebody was at least there and, you know, had a spot and wanted. I mean, uh, there's, but there's a silver, there's a silver lining in this one. Runkle and I have both already seen the jury, so I'm going to yeah. jump on Alita's stream or someone else's stream and be able to kind of give input on that one too. Um, DUI guy is in the courtroom with a pretty good number, so yeah. he's going to have a good seat. And then three, David, uh, Mr. Jury Notepad has. I'm going to give. I'm going to have him give me a call and give me a debrief of what he's seeing because okay. that that. For how young he is, had insane impressions of what the jury. Yeah, no, that guy is. Uh, that guy, if you're a law school right now, um, watch for his application because if he, if that's something he wants to do, I think he's got, um, got good legs for that. So, yeah, it's. Uh, it is what it is. I mean, it sucks that I'm, you know, here from that distance. We had this big sort of thing set up to make sure there was a space. Nobody's losing a space with, you know, line holders because they were, you know, there was somebody in the line the whole way. It's a one to one exchange. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not like, hey, we got somebody there who's going to be sitting there occupying six spaces or mm-hmm. whatever else, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but what can you do? Right. It's it's a brutal situation. So I'll probably go back there real early and just camp out to try to get there for uh, for the next night. So. So did I hear you and Rob say you're going to pop on with us or, 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 or some of the other streams going on for at least a few? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I got some time to kill. Um, I may try to get a little more rest, just <laughs> really sort of stock up on sleep because that'll be exciting. But, um, yeah, we'll just see, see how it goes. I mean, uh, it is what it is. I knew that was a risk uh, for all of this. And quite frankly, I could not have done it going out there to to line sit myself today i just it was not possible sure um it so i the thing i really feel terrible about is that we had people who volunteered who sat in that line 
all night who got, you know, who legitimately secured spaces at 70, 71. And, you know, those people put in like a heroic effort and they were out weaseled by people who showed up at the last minute and just kind of skipped in front. Yeah. So um, those people I are, you know, the people I think are really uh, who got screwed out of this. And I really feel sorry for them. Uh, I know somebody was line sitting, hoping to, to see us there. I'm not going to. And so give me one second. I'm going to pull up their name because I think they wanted a shout out here and they more than deserve it. Yeah. But also, um, so just give me one second. I just got it in my email and this is a bit of a juggle as I try to, no problem. but um, yeah, it's, uh, I really feel bad about, uh, you know, about those people getting stuck and so forth. Um, and any of those people who were in the lineup and who got, uh, you know, got, who got screwed on that, I really like, let me know. We'll try to, you know, try to see what we can do for you there. Cause, uh, yeah. Uh, just give me one second here. Just pulling that up. It's no uh, worries, so man. shout out to Janet Dick. Uh, I understand she wanted to meet us. Um, Janet, if you track us down, we're, we're happy to, you know, have a chat with you and, yeah, it's fun times. <laughs> so it's sad, but uh, such is life. But uh, gonna look forward to watching it on the uh, the live stream. There, we'll have some commentary. Um, and having seen the jury and gotten a feel for them, it's a very i i it's changed some of my feelings on what what we see. And right. I think I've got a pretty good handle on sort of maybe being able to predict where I think they're going to go at different points. Because uh, different jurors have different sort of habits on this. Uh, anyway, um, maybe we'll pop back on a little later here once we're we're sitting in a car. So not the most exciting place to be, but. Uh, no, I hear you. Actually, yeah, yeah so it's, it's 8 a.m. here uh, as it is over there. Uh, and, you know, we're going to go live on Legal Bites in about a half hour. So we're going to be finishing up over there and transitioning out to uh to that stream uh and yeah we'll, we'll look forward to seeing you definitely sounds good and if you want to hear more about the uh the hoagery later we can uh, certainly rant about that but uh, <laughs> all right talk to you later i saw what you did there ian all right talk to you soon yep. talk to you soon bye uh all right so just looking at just a couple of things here i just want to say uh so we got the los angeles times we, they summarize what happened yesterday a little bit but we do get things like uh, Amber Heard. It's torture. It's torturous. No one should have to do that. I want to move on with my life. I have a baby. I want to move on, et cetera. We heard that testimony at the end of her direct. And then you get references like this now. But in a quick about face, cross-examination found Vasquez grilling an unemotional Heard about why Depp hadn't made eye contact with her at all during the trial. We get Vasquez doing the kind of dramatic intro. Mm -hmm. Moving past that dramatic tone setter, Vasquez asked Heard about various claims she'd made in direct testimony about injuries she said she suffered at Depp's hands. Among Heard's claims were that on separate occasions, Depp broke her nose, split her lip, kneeled on her back, and hit her in the face so many times she lost count. Heard also admitted that she couldn't recall a time when Depp wasn't wearing heavy rings on all his fingers. Then Vasquez presented photo after photo of Heard taken on the days after all those alleged incidents. In them, Heard showed no signs of bruising, swelling, or any injuries whatsoever. Right? And, and this might sound, hey, Rick, that's what happened. What's the big deal here? The Los Angeles Times doesn't have to report it this way. Nope. Doesn't doesn't have to say what we all saw, which is that that's what the photos looked like. 
Um, and you, I, I think you're also seeing, as much as you're seeing a shift you know, against streamers and whatnot, which we'll continue to keep covering here, I think you're also going to see more of this. If this continues the way it did yesterday, I think you're going to see more and more places that present a neutral uh, description of events, essentially saying what we all saw, right, with our lying eyes, which is like, this is what happened. The actor also said under Cross that she had no medical records of any of her injuries because she didn't seek medical attention, including from very, very bad things. Vasquez noted that Heard took a lot of photos of Depp sleeping, but had no photos of him consuming or even possessing cocaine. Then Vasquez turned to Heard's charitable donations, which the actor had spoken about publicly as if she had donated the full amount of the divorce settlement up front, when in fact she pledged to donate the money over time. Now, this is probably a decent neutral way of saying this. It could have been harsher. The Los Angeles Times, I think, with what actually happened yesterday, could have said, in fact, she only pledged or whatever. But in terms of how this is presented, I wanted to bring an article up like this because it is starting to show how neutral mass media is is beginning to cover these kinds of aspects of the case. Mm -hmm. It makes um, total logical sense why they're doing it this way, because they're feeling out the waters, right? It's like the the media at large has been doing the Me Too thing for a little while now. I think we all we can agree to that much. Yeah. And so they're not going to turn on a dime. Nope. Uh, and, the, and so the media, there's a lot of, and I think we're seeing this even in Hollywood with people like, you know, following Twitters, unfollowing Twitters. They're kind of, they're playing, they're playing it softly, you know, sort of at first. Um because they don't want to get burned in case things go bad. But by the same token, they don't want to double down if it's all going to go to shit, which it looks like it's doing. So it makes total logical sense to me why they are in, why articles like this exist. They're trying to, you know, acknowledge things while keeping their options open. So like in case, in case they need to revert back to me too, for some reason, like, even this article gives them enough flexibility to do that. You know, they haven't, like, moved so far over the line they can't come back from it. So they are, they're being a little bit tenuous. So that makes sense. They're yeah, trying to save I, some face and make sure that they're going to be on the right side of this thing when it all ends. Yeah, and if you want to see media, or any institution, really, it doesn't have to be limited to media, move, this is what it looks like. Kurt's mm -hmm. exactly right. This is, this is what you should want if you want a, a more neutral take on this case. Um, and I think that that's, that's an important to watch those shifts. So we'll be covering that as well. I love Nurse Liz's comment here. At the end of the case, it would be awesome to do a comparison stream of what they posted day one versus the end. That would be very interesting. I might put that together uh, to see if we can talk about shifting dynamics over a you know, six-week period. Uh, I love that idea. Now, it's 8.05 here in the East Coast time zone of America. As I said, 25 minutes. Uh, we'll be shifting over to Legal Bites. We've got some super chats here. Probably going to close the door on those in the next 10 minutes or so. So if you have anything that you want to ask visa that message. I'll let you go for now. I'll see you in 25. Kurt, I'll see you on Legal Bites. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll have another we'll have another fun day. Thanks for popping in over here. No worries, bye. Folks, go subscribe and check out Uncivil Law's channel. And yeah, you'll see us all in about a half hour. Uh, so we'll hit some super chats now. Uh, you guys have been very generous, as you always are. Uh, mostly dead. Can you talk about Amber Heard accusing her lawyers of not doing their job? Re-evidence. Is that a proper defense? I don't think she actually intended for uh, it to sound like she's throwing her lawyers under the bus as much as it did. So what she's got is a situation where uh, the DEP team appears to have uh, correctly fought off the entry of evidence uh, that Amber Heard thinks was illegitimate, right? That uh, whatever rules of evidence they applied, 
shouldn't have been applied. She's got photos that aren't allowed to be entered for some reason, and she's going to mention them. Uh, and she says, hey, I turned all over to the lawyers. If they didn't get it in, that's their screw up, essentially, is how you read it. There's more going on there, uh, but uh, it's not a proper defense. The rules of evidence exist to make sure that the evidence that comes in is more probative than prejudicial. Uh, and yet uh, she was still allowed to say it. I think there might be a jury instruction on it based on that sidebar, but we'll have to wait and see. That would essentially be telling the jury, hey, there's reasons you don't get to he see everything that a witness might otherwise say exists uh, because we do have rules to make sure that they actually are probative to the questions in front of you, et cetera. Um, so thank you for the super chat. Vincent Jacobs, inciting with Amber Heard in the Me Too narrative, I feel many media missed the opportunity to appreciate an exemplary story of femininity in Camille's competence. I, I, I have to be honest, I, Camille Vasquez was so impressive. She's only an associate level uh, and, and she kicked, the butts of what would have been a lot of partners that I've seen uh, in, in action and uh, is a very, very good story. Um, and I think she'll get a lot more covered. I, I think I've, you've heard me say in streaming, um, especially if the shift in media narrative continues, uh, she's going to be so, so famous. Um, I mean, like that was such a big moment. Today is such a big moment. You know, we'll see how things go. But if things are at that level again, um, you know, there, there's a reason you can still name a lot of the lawyers in the O.J. Simpson case. There's a reason that these people do let rise to that level. And Camille Vasquez is having a career and life making 48 hours right now. Um, and yeah, I, I love to see people at the top of their form. Honestly, if Herd's team came out with that kind of level of lawyerliness, I would like to see it. I like to see that the practice at that level. And Camille Vasquez is knocking it out of the park. Uh, Emsa, Runkle said objection Camille got upset at was because Elaine fed Amber Heard the answer, said objection, she pledged the uh, donation. That is inappropriate. If Elaine did give that answer as part of the objection 100%, that's why Camille reacted that way. That would make sense. Uh, thank you for the super chat. Uh, Dr. Anya uh, Renarzowiska, uh, hey, my daughters are leaving for school. Hey. <laughs> uh, don't pull it up, but I sent you an email about a study. Please check it out. Thanks. I will. I apologize for the last name, as I often do in this space. Gio Rio, uh, virtual legality says two world orders, Grand Moff Tarkin vibes, storm cloud emoji. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's two there's two worlds that are definitely being described in these uh, in this testimony. We Scottish lass, we all have questions about what happened in the UK trial. Fair enough. I have to read through more of that, but certainly what has come out that's even just been shared with me has a lot of question marks associated with it. Emily Aarons just woke up. Do you ever sleep? I don't know. I did actually get some good sleep last night. Going back to the first tweet, Michael Hobbs is a great podcaster and is on YouTube. Would love a dialogue between you two. I'm open to that conversation. Absolutely, 100% open to a conversation there. Like I said, he had 150,000 followers, so he must have some presence somewhere. Thank you for letting me know who he is. Happy to have that conversation. Absolutely. Streaming Attic, update, Runk posted on Twitter, they won't make it. We just saw that, unfortunately. Jordan Kapler, I don't know what I was more smitten by yesterday, Camille's cross-exam or Kurt's hat. Yeah, Kurt took out the cowboy hat. Uh, I wonder if he'll have it today. We didn't get to see him uh, in action uh, over on this uh, video. Skytron, so I assume we can safely dismiss the unusual cat scenario by now, Rick? Or, or by now, right? Uh, love and respect, heart. I don't actually, maybe I'm just missing it this morning. Uh, unusual cat scenario. Huh, I'll think on that. Maybe someone will remind me of what that is. Uh, Alyssa Rose, notice in Heard sleeping photos, Depp isn't wearing rings. Could this hurt case since my queen focused on them at start of cross? Uh, yeah, there's a couple of places where I think Camille did a great job, but 
that could be part of a redirect. Hey, here are pictures where he's not wearing rings. Uh, I think when she starts that dramatic, she, he never looked at you again. Amber does say that we met once more after that discussion. That'll probably pop back up again. It doesn't matter, but it could show that uh, Depp's team is essentially trying to dramatically put her in a box that she doesn't deserve to be in, that kind of thing. Aki Yeps, Amber Heard has a 9 a.m. colonoscopy appointment with Dr. Camille Vasquez. I, can, can you even imagine sleeping last night after those two hours? I, it, it could not be fun. Contessa Wright, Amber Heard's testimony and statement that Johnny Depp had to pay more so he didn't get the tax advantages to me shows malice. I think that came across the jury. I think if you're actually thinking about that state of affairs, it's clear that it doesn't matter about the $3.5 million to the charities, and it does matter to inflict pain on Johnny Depp. Not unusual for divorce kind of proceedings, uh, so it's not necessarily malice when we start talking about defamation, but it does suggest at least a certain amount of vindictiveness or wanting to hurt uh, your ex-spouse uh, that you probably don't want to show off in that context. Uh, Harley Harlita, JD clip about eyes refutes claim it's about shame. Yeah, I mean, that, and that was their press release. Absolutely. Uh, Secret McSquirrel, it's because it's not in the UK. We know how to question. Fair enough. Uh, Zion uh, Cypher, morning, gents. Good morning. Afaf Arabo, do Ian and Rob think line jumpers are Amber Heard camp tactic? Didn't ask him that question. We'll ask him if they pop back on. Um, I think line jumpers could come from any camp, honestly. It's, it's a problem probably across the world, but I know it's a problem in the U.S., certainly. Um, Mahabaza Ricci, when using U.K. case, is this colloquial? The U.K. has different legal systems based on each country within it, most famously Scots and English law. I think we picked it up because it's how Rottenborn, uh, Amber Heard's lead attorney, refers to it when he's impeaching somebody's testimony. He says, let's go to the transcript of the U.K. case. Um, and I don't know whether that's the court that calls it that. I don't know whether it's just Rottenborn, but that's how we have wound up calling it in this particular instance. It means the Sun case, but they aren't allowed to say the Sun. Um, so they say the UK case. Mind and Medicine with Anika and Danica. Has the Legal Bite stream schedule disappeared? I can't find it today. I set the reminder last night. It's not there now. Thoughts? I will check. <laughs> I started streaming basically when I woke up. I will check on the nature and uh, existence of that stream. As far as I know, we're still going live on Legal Bites in about 20 minutes from now. Um, disruption in the gallery today made much more probable by line jumpers. It's possible. It's possible. Britt Cormier, Hogue, the courthouse may not be used to dealing with crowds, but the police department should have that kind of training. Controlling crowds is really part of their job. I can give the courthouse a pass, but not the PD. It's fair. Uh, Jiling Chen, Ian, you could start a fundraiser. I want to donate for lining up service. Um, yeah, we'll talk to them about that. Um, I know Ian's still there, I believe, for at least another day. Jojo, as a Londoner, cues are sacred. Crown emoji, steaming mad emoji. Yeah, you got to you gotta have some line rules. Jill, if Law and Lumber knows any of the sheriffs, I say go to Home Depot, pick up some cones, get a stick, and make a sign that says line starts here. Work with the sheriffs. Someone's going to get hurt with these people. I think it's a great idea. I, I, I know Rob's doing other things um, and yeah, wants the, wants the sheriffs to succeed on this, but certainly 45 people potentially jumping into a courtroom of a hundred or so uh, is, a, is a big time problem, especially with people devoting their time and efforts to getting into that courtroom. Uh, Beegrass Walks, I'm also donating $732. Yes, $732 Super Chat. I feel it being donated. Thank you so much. Question to finish cross, can Camille have Paul Bettany bring his larger scales and a duck to the courtroom? Uh, poop emoji equals duck emoji. Rep, rest your case. 
Uh, yeah, just some Monty Python type stuff. Uh, yeah, that would be that would be funny. I don't know what Camille ends with. I'd probably come back to uh, uh, who's going to believe you, Johnny, uh, but we'll see. Uh, C, thank you for the super chat. Five bags of popcorn. Take the generous, generous pledge off my billion-dollar donation. Wow, I can retire with the pledges today. My goodness. Rick Cormier, the fact that neutral coverage is newsworthy is amazing. It is literally their job. I'm, I'm trying to give benefit of the doubt. I want to point out when I think they did a good job with something. Um, and yes, I wish it was a little bit less exciting uh, when that happens. Uh, but I did see the LA Times cover things in a way that I thought was pretty neutral and that that was worthy of consideration. Uh, so I appreciate that it probably shouldn't be newsworthy. But as you can see from just these streams in headlines and hangouts, uh, it is. Uh, Z Seltzer, trying to get my gaming son to sub one of the streams you mentioned, best games with a great moment. Which was it? And do you have any vids on it? Um, so I do a stream every week on a channel called Seasoned Gaming. Uh, every Sunday at 11 a.m. I do a stream called The Bitcast uh, with an IGN uh, reviewer with Ainsley, who's fantastic, with Dan. And we talk about games um, and not from a legal and business perspective solely. So please do check that out. Uh, there should be a link. I think in this description, if there isn't, I'll check it out. It should be saying BitCast, uh, 11 a.m. on Sundays. Yeah, come check us out. We're talking uh, about chiller things uh, than what we do on the, the mainline channel. Uh, Burn brought, look, I found some money. And then you give it to me. That is very nice of you. Thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, resist Impulse, Amber Heard fan, drunk, causing a ruckus, and escorted by police in two shorts on my channel. Hold the line. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see that kind of thing. I, I certainly don't want any of that stuff to dissolve into chaos. So we will see. Bryn Leeson, can't wait to see a Camille character on Law & Order. That is the kind of thing they would do. Uh, most definitely. Uh, Magnus Prime, Law Tube Stands, a lawyer queen. Glad you're all enjoying Camille Vasquez as well. Here's a $100 million pledge. I think we have something like $1,100,732,000. Um, so I'm going to retire and just live off these pledges. I'm sure my family will enjoy eating and keeping our lights on and everything with this pledged money. Thank you for making it possible. Uh, boo, question. Amber Heard said the makeup palette wasn't the one she used. Yeah, they got in front of that. But they admitted it as evidence. Does that mean they can't use it anymore? They're trying to get in front of the Milani type stuff. Um, I, I have to be honest. I'm not as keen as the at the Milani cross-examine kind of line of argument as Alita and some of the other people on Legal Bites is. I think I'd probably just let it die. I don't find it terribly useful. We'll see what Camille uh, and the team do today with it, if anything. Gaz, Xbox has no games. Thanks, Gaz. Gaz noted Xbox YouTuber popping in just to cause trouble from the console warriors. Uh, I wish Xbox was launching more games this year. I do. I miss Starfield and Redfall already. Uh, but I have a video up about that. And I think we might just be about ready to send over. Sherry Frost, when deliberations begin, if a straw poll has everyone on one side, does that mean they don't need to discuss? Appreciate your coverage and answers. Well, different. once the jury door closes, they can do it however they want. Um, certainly, they'd still have to kind of fill out the verdict form and things like that. But if everybody's in agreement, it can be very fast. Um, the process there is the jury's process. Um, so they could do a straw poll. Uh, they could say, hey, is, is it all seven of us? raise your hands and 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 get out of there. I, I know that some panelists on Legal Bites uh, think that it might happen faster than it would otherwise because it's going to be the Friday before Memorial Day that the case is handed over to them. I don't think it will be a one-day kind of verdict. I suspect closer to a half week to a week, uh, but we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, if they all are in agreement from the top, 
then you don't actually need to debate a lot because it's about convincing uh, convincing minds. And they're all supposed to be paying attention as it stands already. Um, and then let's just see here. I want to make sure I don't miss any. Um, KDM, great time to watch from Australia. Thanks. Thumbs up. Yeah, we're hitting all sorts of times around the world. I love hearing from people across this great globe of ours. Uh, Nellie Puskowski, can't Amber Heard's team use this pledge in redirect? There's evidence of this saying she would pay in yearly installments and records she paid until 2018 and then stopped paying in 2019 because JD sued her. Yeah, I don't think that her chain of events here is entirely unreasonable. And, and the, the pledge concept is difficult because she didn't sign it. And then she's on the stand saying there is no deadline. So the 10 years isn't really, she doesn't think that applies. So that didn't help so much there. There's things to unwind. Um, I probably would just try to get her to say that she thought it would be done um, by now. And, and, you know, she made a mistake in using the past tense there. That ship might have sailed already. Um, but yes, I, I think you can make this case from Herd's team. The problem is right now, and I think even after you try to rehabilitate it, it looks like she's willing to lie to the press to benefit herself. And that's the core of this particular case. Uh, thank you for Super Chat. Tim Tarman, how do you feel about media like Piers Morgan tweets trashing Amber Heard? I don't like trashing anybody in general. I think there are ways to criticize constructively. I think there are ways to look at things. This is kind of a personal subjective opinion because I think, uh, you know, other people can go about these things differently. I'm not a trashing type guy. I don't think ad hominems or anything like that is useful. Maybe there's other substance in those tweets. Uh, but in general, if you are in that position, if you have a lot of followers, if you have a lot of sway, I would prefer to see people use that more judiciously, but I'm just one person. That's a subjective opinion of mine, but you asked for it. Uh, and so I will give it. Thank you so much for the super chat. And it looks like we have uh, just a couple more here, maybe. Uh, Linda Poulin, are pledges legally binding? Yes, if they take a certain form, um, certainly the ACLU testified to this, that certain jurisdictions will treat those as binding in some important ways because the pledge itself will require these institutions to um, rely on them. And that detrimental reliance concept combined with the law wanting to be in favor of nonprofit donations, that's why the tax code is written as it is, um, will get you to a place where you could actually have some kind of legally binding set of circumstances. The issue, of course, is that if you're a nonprofit institution, you don't want to be in the business of suing your potential donors. Um, and so that creates its own kind of real politic question and situation there. But there can be pledges that are binding, even though they lack the, the normal amount of consideration for a contract. Lawrence Dyball been enjoying the streams. Thank you so much for the super chat. And I think that's going to just about do it for our early morning coffee tea edition of Hangouts and Headlines. As I said, we're going to be on Legal Bites in about 10 minutes. Uh, my redirect buttons here on YouTube still don't work. I'm going to try to work with Alita to get those fixed so that I can just say, just stay with this and you'll be on Legal Bites channel automatically. Uh, but if you will, as I end this broadcast, Go over to Legal Bites. We'll be live in about nine minutes. I'm going to get a glass of water, uh, you know, uh, use the facilities, get some breakfast potentially, and be ready in 10 minutes' time uh, to go for another 12 hours. Thank you so much for hanging out with me this morning. Thank you so much to all of the contributors from LawTube that popped in at this early hour. Uh, and I will see you over on Legal Bites uh, in just a little bit. Thanks again.